This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 302 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. And I'm Dustin with Last Stand Media and Handsome Phantom. What's up? Hello. How are you both? Excellent. Pretty good. Cool. Can't complain. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mild. Um, I feel like I have a mild sinus headache. And I can tell. we were, Before the show, we were talking about allergies and air filters <laughs> and stuff. And it's like there's just like a little bit of pressure right here. So I, I took some ibuprofen. You know, pop it some pills of for course. the podcast. So yeah, I am um, over the counter ibuprofen. I, I got but. my second shot today, so I was telling Carrick, I'm just I need to make it the next two hours or so, and then that's it. Probably good, right? die right after that. Yeah, I'm I can th- die. I just need to finish the show because that's the thing is I realized two days ago I was like, fuck, my second shot's on Friday. It's like we have had a really bad streak on the show. We're getting better, but of like someone missing at some point in time, just because we've been busy or with my my 2.0 launch, like it's been this thing where. My scheduling has been terrible where I bumped with my editor who, who then would destabilize the schedule. I was like, fuck, like I cannot be sick this week. Like afterwards, like I will fall apart throughout the weekend. But if I can just make it to about like Friday at 7, 8 p.m., we're good. So fingers crossed for that. Otherwise, I'll start developing a fever mid-show and all of that stuff. Maybe a pretty if bad you, headache. If you pass out, just to, like if you – I would love to see a shot where Maddie just falls backwards <laughs> from his desk. Carrick and I can take it. We've done it before. We can handle the show. We'll just, just you know the top of him dropping. Right. We'll figure out how to call like 911 and be like, hey, uh, we don't know the address of a studio, the studio or anything, but <laughs> this, he needs this. help. Uh, we'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Which, to like be clear, that. we're joking, but obviously that – I mean – that doesn't happen with the vaccines. The vaccines are safe. Yes. We're just joking. It's a joke. Um, 5G. So. Haha. 5G. You Bill know. Gates. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yep. Selling out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've heard all the jokes before. I got a little Carrick energy this episode. I have a big bottle. I have a very big bottle. So one thing I noticed during that Lockmore edit is that how many times Carrick will just take the two liter and just sip it like a cup. And it, it's, it, there's so I don't even have that, a cup. That is the cup. That's what, what I'm saying. About? There's so many things, Carrick. I'm reappreciating you again this last couple of weeks because I'm noticing the things you do that I've gotten so used to that people will come in brand new and be like, <laughs> holy fuck, Carrick just did that. I'm like, wow, that's like – I've done shit yeah. with him for so many years that that's normal to me. <laughs> so I'm just having this, this right, renaissance right. of Carrick in my head low right key. now. Low-key. Low-key Carrick. <laughs> Dude, that edit. I just – so last Saturday, Lockmort sent that to me because that was the first official edit that we're putting on our channel. I was – I was fucking dying. <laughs> I have watched that edit probably 40 times now, maybe. And I he love realized. it. I love those edits because no one no one is spared. Like, everyone has to look. At, well, this one, Carrick, this one was was particularly focused on you, but it had a, it had a great energy. I, I yeah. was curious because I never heard what you thought of it, whether you were like, this is dumb, this is great, or... I yeah I, did, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it! Oh my god! Wow! Live watch reaction. almost anything on the internet, dude. 
Like I just, oh. I'm I, I, that stuff. I'm sure it's funny. I just don't, I just don't see almost anything on the internet. Like Maddie <laughs> will have to remind me 10 times something's on and I'll be like, all right, I'll go, I'll go watch it. <laughs> I dude, I'm sure it is. Uh, no, you, I'm you, sure you they're getting out of it. It just, th- those kind of things are funny. I just don't, I don't find the humor. Of other people I, like humor. If it's slapstick or whatever, I'm just like, okay, cool. Whatever. No, because it's no more so the it. shots awesome. he'll get of me at one point. Like you in the in the skit or uh, the edit. Did see one part where I said something like he's raising up and you were raising up your yeah, seat. Oh, you're like, he's up in like, the air. Yeah. That part's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like mm-hmm. there are shots that I'll get yeah. where Carrick's just talking on the show and I'm just looking at him. But when you take it out of context, I'm standing there. I look fucking pissed. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I look like I got a bad attitude. I was like, Jesus. Do you Christ. remember, though? Do you remember, though, when we you, you and I first started, there was a couple times where I asked you. Do you remember that? I feel this like I right told when you. we started doing podcasts, one or two times where, we, like, there the look on your face is the same as mine, where I look like I want to punch somebody if I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that's just dude. the way because I'll be all yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean I'm mad. That's actually I'm like squint, like I'm almost like focusing on you, and you have that tendency. And I remember when we first yeah. started, there was one time where I, I was saying something. I was like, "Dude, are you mad or whatever?" And you're like, "No, I was just like, I just had frown face. Like I was just." Yeah. Like, paying attention when Dude, we pay attention people, we look uh, angry the amount of people i've met that i'm like oh that was they were pretty chill and then i find out through another friend they're like yeah they think you don't like them like, what, what the fuck yeah, they I, think you don't like them yeah, what god the fuck did i do get, get and used just to like, that it was right? the way you looked at them yeah. i was like jesus christ man i can't catch a break i listen <laughs> dude i'm not lying attention. i've had a lot of people be like i've had a lot of people be like man it looked like carrick had fun or blah 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 or you know they'll ask me a question about something back i have no fucking clue what we're talking about i'll be like why and I'll be like, i was thinking about blizzards and shit I have, but i mean i was carrying a conversation but half of my brain is somewhere else but then when i'm like that's when somebody's like man he's gonna kill maddie and it's like no i'm actually like i'm, I'm i don't know it's just weird we're opposite dude because i think a lot of people resting bitch face for us right like right. that's sort of we have the concentrating bitch face when we're really listening intently i do i have a tendency to squint too I don't know why. I don't know where that ever came. Maybe a school thing, but I'll be like, like yeah. I look like I'm shooting laser yeah. beams. And, and then I wonder why I have a headache <laughs> after podcasts is because I probably tense up to listen right. so so fucking hard. Like, right? It, it's just different. When yeah. You're in person no, with I can someone, definitely see that. I, I don't know. It's it, it's just a whole different type of conversation. So another thing, you, you and I when we started, I remember there were times where you're like, "We'll just do audio," and I'm like, "Nah, man, yeah, yeah." Do you remember that? Yeah. You and were you were like, like "Why?" And I'm like, "Because I gotta see you." Yep. Yeah, I gotta. I, I have why. to see like the the interactions and, and is somebody ready to say something? Mm. Cause that can be so easy to accidentally. And I do it already because I'm just loud and I talk a lot. So it's like, I'm always having to go Is somebody. You know, are they like doing the, 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 the kid at school hand where they want to say something yeah. and without that video, it's hard. Dude. I can't believe Yeah. You and I used to do this show without fucking webcam. Like that's wild. We did about. a couple without webcam and because Lone couldn't do webcam. Yeah. Remember? Because at the time he was like, he was super secret spy man. And there yeah. were times where like, for whatever reason, we'd just be like, eh, you know, I think discord helped a lot. Once we got discord wrapped up and it worked 10 times, thousand, 1 million times better than mm-hmm. all the other shit you and I had tried. <laughs> um, once we figured that out, we were just like, let's just fucking stick with this. Like that made, it made video so much easier. Yeah. Just, times easier to do our work did we start the podcast uh yes oh we did yes we did. hi I everybody we did. what's up <laughs> i forgot i, I forgot we did I believe we did. 
See, this is the worry with shadow play is I don't see the recording icon in the bottom right corner, but I know I hit it. And I know Mine goes started. away too. And I'm like, I know yeah, it's Do you know what I do? Go into like... the folder. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fire into the folder right and you'll see the temp file. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am recording though. I've got video as well. So we should be. Um, yeah, no, we, we are say. we are indeed recording. All right, we're we're safe. We're safe, gentlemen. Eight minutes was not wasted on that. Perfect. Okay, good. But we did wait, waste eight minutes of the audience time. Uh, so for those who don't know, <laughs> this is a gaming show. We like to cover the latest and greatest in gaming news. Um, each and every week, we just sit down, relaxed, chat about hot topics in the industry. So um, typically, we start the show with what we're playing first and i'll get into the self promo stuff for myself afterwards most of you watching this and listening are pretty keyed in on what i'm doing here so we we try to give you as much content up front first before i start to start start to sell you things you know like the the patreon and all that shit so dustin carrick what have you fine gentlemen been playing Mm. carrick go ahead um a little bit of resident evil uh, another game that I, you know, I did this during my podcast. I don't know if the NDA allows me to talk about, but it is coming out soon. Hard to guess. And then uh, a lot of Dungeon and Dragon stuff, like pa- pen and paper stuff. So the major video game, I really can't say the name of. Uh, but I did download. Oh my god, it's a uh, uh The the I hate it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, guy who did Konami. Ooh, guy who did Konami. Guy who did Metal Gear. Oh, uh, that Kojima? game on PC. Death Stranding? Cold. Backpacker. Yes. <laughs> Very forgettable. I got game. 22 minutes into it. And I got 22 minutes into it. Turned it off. There you go. Sounds about right. I tried, people. I tried. And I will try again. And I will try again. That's my white whale. We talked about it in my podcast today. It's the white whale yeah. game. We're like, I, at some point, I'm going to figure out a way to get through that. I think mine's Uncharted. I just. I can't fucking stand Ooh, no Uncharted. Shit. Yeah, I can't stand it. Like I've, I've, I, I know my opinions on Uncharted are not good because I like the first one a lot. A lot of people are like that one sucks. I kind of like the feel. That was pretty rough. It. Not the feel, I should say. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. play well, but I like the vibe of the game a lot more. I think after that, it gets too like, <laughs> and he's fucking shooting everyone down. Yeah, it's like Jesus, That's what a fucking maniac. Weird. It can be um, Nate the homicide, yeah. homicidal maniac. I just can't wheels in, kills that. a dude who's like paying for his wife cancer's treatment. Yeah, shit. You're like, dude, this guy's I, just killing everybody. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't. Funny. So I want to. That's a series I want to get into. I already know how it ends with four, but I want to because I I feel they're gonna do another one, um, and I want to be a part of that. But I just and what sucks is like for me now I think my favorite series from Naughty Dog is Jack and Daxter. But it was The Last of Us. Then Part mm. 2 came out, and I was like, that was less than good as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. um, it's back to Jack for me. But um, Dustin, Furballs, what are you playing? Furballs? Whoa, I haven't heard that since, like, ninth grade. Oh, um, really? See, I thought when I asked you that, you said you weren't called that. I was like, I think I should don I've I've heard, I've heard everything. Um, I mean – with the with the last name Furman, you know, there's been lots of furrymen, uh, firm, just firm. Sometimes, firm. I is, like that. That's pretty good. A little firm, you know. You know what I'm saying? I, I like that. Dustin's firm. Now, okay, I I got to make a joke here, Maddie, because I guess it's not a joke if I tell you that I'm gonna make one. But um, right now on my Twitter, there's an ongoing conversation. You guys have seen, and Maddie, you've chimed in a little bit about people reviewing games, not playing them all the way, whatever. Mm. Yep. Uh, some I'm getting accused of the fact that 
I, because I shared my thoughts on Returnal and I was disclosed that I had only played, I don't know, three or four hours, um, you know, that that's just semantics and I'm, you know, giving thoughts on something I barely experienced. So yeah, uh, just to be clear. Review. Exactly. I listened to the show actually because I was driving to get my vaccine, so I had like an hour in total, and so I was listening. And the the the, the show wasn't labeled review, and no. you didn't call it a review. <laughs> and then so. we, Colin and I were both very upfront about how how much of something we played, and I'm yeah. just like, you listen to the show for us. It's not like we're putting a score on it anyway. I'm sorry, I, I don't want to complain. It's just funny that this literally someone someone just came up, and I'm like, you know what? How dare you? You know what? I am going to tell you guys about the games that I have not finished, and they're not reviews. Here we go. All right. I finished Route B of of Near Replicant. How did it's you getting, like that? It, oh, it's great. I was it's a so little, good. I, I'm going to be curious what your thoughts are once you do Route C and D. You plan okay. on doing those? The well, reason, dude. Okay. Because I, I feel like they could have squeezed all three of those routes together, but they didn't. It was kind of a time waster. Yeah. No, I'm a little annoyed. Because it tells you straight up, okay, skip 15 to 30 seconds for an extremely minor spoiler about Nier. It's so minor, though. I, would, I wouldn't be bothered by this. In order to get ending C, you have to get all the weapons mm-hmm. in the next playthrough that's not even different. Yep. Th- that sucks. So I am not looking forward to... Luckily, though, you could probably blitz it in, like, what? Maybe Five two hours. hours. If you want to get well, all I'm the thinking... weapons, I should say. If you haven't already, how many? How many right. do you have? Do you know your percentage? No, I yeah. have quite a few. Yeah. But, but either way, if you get all the weapons, then you just have to play through it again. You can skip all the cutscenes because nothing's different. Yep. It's a little confusing why they did it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I- I'm very conflicted because in a way, like. I'm not done with the game. This isn't my review, but uh, I really feel like this is my the my favorite game that I've played so far this year in terms of story and themes mm-hmm. and just a general atmosphere with the music. I'm just like every time I sit down to play this game, I'm I'm loving it more and more. I'm that might take a bit of a turn now because of the uh, you know this third and fourth playthrough or whatever, but. We'll see. I will just give you so, one bit of advice, not to cut you off, but just so you know, yeah. for C and D, just you know where the game starts to end, like that last save point you can make. Yep. Make before you do C and D, just make a separate save file, in case you yep. didn't know. I just want yeah. to, and if anyone's listening, they know now. Just do that yeah. and save yourself some time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I uh, I've heard about this. You know. Okay. So good. we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, near replicant, really enjoying it. It's hard to recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even know who to recommend this game to because part of me feels like if you're not a fan of Automata, then you're gonna start that. Like, if you've never played Automata, you're gonna start this game in the first three to four hours. You're gonna be like, this kind of sucks. Other than a really good initial hook in the plot right at the beginning. I love that intro. It's one of my favorites of all time, man. I love the snowy intro of that what? game. So good. Do, do you not agree, Carrick, or are you just baffled? <laughs> are we talking about the McDonald's entrance? The cookie? It's fighting like, over the world's last cookie? It's yes. snowing. The music chimes in. You're fighting with a pipe. 
Nah, you don't like that? Music part was good. The rest of nah, dude. And they're fucking boring ass enemies at the start. Well, those shades, what are they? Shades? Yeah. Embers? Shades. Frosty dudes? Whatever the fuck their name. Frosty yeah, fighting guys. those guys, I was like, eh. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that, to be honest. I think it looked a little rough there, too. Interesting. Graphically. Like, something about that. I think it was just basic. It was like, here's a fucking parking lot. And then I did like, though, the fact that you both argue over the fucking... And then you argue over the book and this chick. Yeah, I don't want to. But I mean, obviously making all the worst decisions known to man in the starting. It was just I don't know. It was just weird. I I wanted that part to get over pretty quick. Luckily, it only lasts, what, five minutes. Yeah. All it's there really to do is give you a little prelude and then uh, your tutorial. So I like the first part, though. I actually liked the village. I thought that that was it. I wish it was a little more saturated color wise. Their color grading's fucked. But um, it's weird like the first yeah i like the first spot i like that everybody you talk to voice acting's good uh, i thought that was great um worst design village in the universe i have no clue who designs a village like that but whoever it is should never ever be in charge of like working in construction yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. fucked up dude when i first started playing because you guys i had played the japanese version i don't know if you guys have played that but the japanese version and I, you know, I don't remember fucking like that years ago. You ordered the copy many years ago, the replica version. Yeah, it, oh, well, cool. no, somebody else did. And I played theirs, oh, which wow. so they because they translated because it was in Japanese. Hmm. But what was funny about it is I'm playing this, and I'm like, where the fuck is the town? And then and then just pretty quickly you go out of your place and you get stop talking at the tower and you go into this town. And as I ran in, it's just like it's just one fucking aisle. You forget how old this game is. Oh, it's just yeah. one. You know, you get to bigger places, obviously. It doesn't take very long. But that first place reminds me of Dragon's Dogma. Both locations have shit towns at the starting. Dogma's town at the starting is just horrendous. And I feel like in some way, uh, Replicant least, sort though, of mimics that. I will say, at least with Replicant, you can you can, you can can say... Or I should say, at least with you Dragon's can skip Dogma. It. No, no, what I was going to say is with Dragon's Dogma, it, <laughs> at least they have more than one house in their in their town, right? The Dude, only house that's right. in Replicate yeah, yeah. is your house. Everyone else must live on the streets or something. Your house. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what's going on. And there's a water wheel connected to really nothing. Like, you're just, I don't know. It's just all kinds of fucked There's up. Like, and and then you can see this. some construction <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, had people, I mean, dude, I'm glad it got made, but I would agree. Those, those endings, that was, uh, that's masturbatory at that point. He just, he was just wanking off into the Indian jar. Like, they, there should have been two endings, maybe. Mm-hmm. I agree felt gratuitous right would be the best way of saying it well the thing that's confusing to me is that the second playthrough has a lot of meaning because it's it adds new perspective new cutscenes, stuff like that feels it makes what you're doing feel different uh, in a big way and that's all i'm going to say about it so the inclusion of the third that isn't different at all in order to get the true ending is like like Carrick said, masturbatory in the in the ending jar. I, I typically yeah, never hear masturbatory. I hear masturbation. I don't hear masturbatory. M- masturbatory, right. That's that's uh, you gotta go for the big wa- the soft ending. <laughs> or hard. To the uh or I like the battles, I like the bosses I or hard. I liked all the stuff that was going on in there, but I do feel that it would have been awesome if they had like a director's ending and it was just all of the endings in one part because i actually feel like there was times where i'm like bitch you didn't need to separate those 
This is, in fact, the first time you win it. The, the, I know that he, they're probably thinking we want to make sure it's a payoff, but it was almost more of a payoff than the original time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something a little bit backwards on that. Maybe it's because I was new to this with Automata. And maybe Automata, I was like, this is so new that I'm going to give it some some leeway. You know, I'll say this. I think Automata thematically and just story delivery and structure-wise, I think it made more sense. Story delivery-wise. It just... It made yeah. more sense to do the routes, especially because of the type of character you are. Um, it just fit better. And so I feel like someone maybe stepped in after Yoko Taro wrote Automata and, you know, made it make a lot more sense. Because um, in, mm. in Automata, gotcha. I felt like I get why there are routes here. I get why we're repeating this. Um, and it's not as much repetition. You know, of course, the second playthrough is the one that suffers the most in, in Automata. But in replicant it's like you're gonna fucking despise the strongest part of this game by the time you're done playing it three times over and it's like shit yeah and then if you want ending e you play the beginning again which is right apparently the new 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 content that is new 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 yeah pretty good from what i've heard so you know it, it, like dustin said it's, it's a really tough recommendation to make just because i uh, have a buddy who's friends with someone who doesn't like persona or really jrpgs but loves near and so I think that's a real strong sign of just what kind of audience this game brings is a very particular taste. Like almost it's flawed, but it's great because it's Dude, flawed. It's so weird. I was thinking this last night, Maddie. This is a, a hot take okay. from the firm right here. Straight right. from the firm. I personally enjoy Near Replicant more than Final Fantasy VII Remake. Whoa. Okay. I think on multiple levels. They're equal in side quests, that's for goddamn sure. But <laughs> I'm not I, here's dude. the thing though. I'm not saying it's a better game. Uh, okay. Not saying that. I don't know. I need to th- I mean I need to finish it fully before I can say that, but I I guess for me it's so much about story and characters and music. And Final Fantasy Seven remake has the music. It's kind of there with the characters and the story is kind of there for me but it's just not it's not anywhere close mm. for me how would somebody argue that though because like that that's not even really an argument final fantasy 7 remake doesn't even have a fucking jump button and it's got aerial enemies it, it, that's it, a there's some fair point design <laughs> There's some horrible de- – and when I brought it up, people got all over me, and they're like, you don't need it. I'm like, no, you absolutely do because otherwise you're forced, if you know what enemies are coming, to basically pick a particular party member. That so game – I don't see how anybody could argue that near Replicant is – at least in combat-wise is worse because it isn't, and it's got what you need to uh, take the enemies that are delivered where the other game – like, yeah, it's got what you need, but it doesn't give you even normal – things like jump like the lack of jump is stunning in that game it just it almost felt like they did it because they were worried you might 
because you weren't supposed to or something. I, like, I could not figure out why Jump was missing. Dude, the thing, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I, I, I really like that game. And I like I it. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Like you said, the jump button, but also that game feels so stiff at times. Like, yeah, you gotta, you're not you gotta defense, go up, yeah. <laughs> you go up to uh, one of those like long things that you gotta, you gotta push through, and it's like press the button, <laughs> and then you move through, and then you have to like, you know what I mean? It just feels like everything. It's like I don't know if it's like an over animation of things, like a Red Dead Redemption Two problem in a way, but. Some some instances on the game like feels like it takes. It also had you forever. fight the fucking one of the best bosses though when you're fighting the Baba Yaga, the chicken house, the house with the oh, leg. Oh yeah, fucking, that's oh, yeah. What, dude. One of my favorite bosses of all time. One of my favorite myths of all time. Like the Russian Baba Yaga is like one of my favorite things. And fighting that, I don't know if that was in the first one and I didn't know it was a fucking Baba Yaga in the in the actual game or what. But to see it actually in a battle, that was a fucking awesome bad guy. Like a lot of games can't can't brag and say you fight a house with fucking legs. Like yeah, that's right. A, that's a pretty big brag. <laughs> it also oh. has the worst texture on a door though ever made. So yes, that's right, dude. I was sending people pics of that prior to the embargo. Like, what in the fuck is happening to this one door? <laughs> I don't know why it bothered me so much. It was just that one single door, so nasty looking cottage cheese. Right. Um, the only other thing I wanted to comment on is that I finished my replay of Resident Evil 7. Oh. It was very good. I I was surprised. I got through it in just under... It's either just under 7 or just under 8 hours. Um, it was That's shorter than I remember, but I also knew sort of what to do, even though it's been a while. I was Probably slightly... Probably off an hour or so. It took me 9 when I did it the first time through. So Right. It's just such a... It's a really, really good game. Oh, yeah. really good super solid um it's it's scary uh in the right ways and uh i have to recommend it. it's on the ps plus collection so if you got a ps5 no excuse not to and today uh if you're on pa- on maddie's patreon if you're listening on friday then the new resident evil is out mm. i have not played it i it is sitting in my ps5 right now so yeah i have my box copy sitting in my bag directly behind me because i bought nice. it and then came straight here so Woo. looking forward to playing that soon because I am not going to go into near more because I've been playing that. I am. I just did send ending C. It was like three in the morning. So I just couldn't take like the extra half hour to do ending D. So I went to bed and I have yet to do that. Um, <clears throat> now, I was going to start Resident Evil this weekend. And I still plan on it. But there was a surprise drop this weekend that has destabilized everything. And that is oh, Baldur's shit. Gate Dark Alliance. I fucking I I am going to be I think the only one here who's very happy about this, but I was so relieved when this thing dropped and it got announced to go into the comments and see so many people thinking the same thing I thought, which was like holy fuck, this was my childhood. I thought cuz I would go up to my buddy's house. This is a little story time for young Maddie. Uh, my buddy lived up the hill from me and we would always play Mega Man together, which is one of the series I hold very near and dear to my heart and we'd play Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance as well as the Champion series. So Champions of Norath, Champions Return to Arms, all of them came from Snowblind Studios, this kind of Diablo-style game studio. It was the introduction, I think, to a lot of people like myself, like that generation. When it came to Diablo, we didn't have PCs, so we weren't playing Diablo 1 and 2. Um, so, like, the Champion series, <laughs> Baldur's Gate, these were, I should mention, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance spinoff from the original Baldur's Gate games. But 
these were like my Diablos. That alongside, to some extent, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like that gameplay style, that's what I associate that top-down action RPG sort of genre with. Um, so this game was major to me growing up. And I always thought with Dark Alliance releasing this summer, um, which is from Wizards of the Coast, and it's a reimagining, and it's not called Baldur's Gate, but it is set in the Wizards of the Coast universe, and, the, and so it, it technically is Baldur's Gate, um, but it's just called Dark Alliance. And so I was when I saw that come out, and it was 40 bucks, or it's coming out, I was like, all right, so they're probably not going to bring back the original. But they did, so I have not played it. It's $30, which is a little pricey, little pricey, but this is one of the few times I'm going to bite. I'm going to bite because I actually, I actually really, 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 really do like this game. I want to do a review of it for the audience. Um, I know I have a lot of people in my audience who are excited about it. One of our, our, our patrons and mods on uh, YouTube, Jake, was pretty vocal about his excitement when I w- uh, about the game rather when I was streaming Champions of Norath about a week and a half ago, right before we went into full gear for the 2.0 launch. So we'll be getting back to streaming soon, by the way, for those who are curious. But yeah, I got a lot of stuff that's really exciting me because then it's now I'm sandwich, fellas, because I also have Mass Effect coming up and I'm hoping I get that at least a couple of days early just so I can get some impressions out because I've fucking covered this game since what, the beginning of of 2020 it was like february 2020 i started and like here we are now it's about to release so a lot of good stuff to play um what i'm thinking is probably i will just let resident evil rest on the shelf for maybe an extra week or so because i'm also very excited for biomutant so there's a oh. lot of great stuff coming out this month yeah biomutant's finally Dude. generating some hype i made a video on it last year um and it got like a quarter million views and anyone who saw it was like wow this looks great but no one was really talking about it so now they're showing off stuff like the character creator, the combat, the world. You know, it's this kung fu, post-apocalyptic, animal-filled RPG. Um, like Sly Cooper meets the end of the world kind of shit, except it's a role-playing game. And it looks awesome. So a lot of good stuff coming out, like I've said a couple of times now. And I'm really excited for some games this month. And so uh, kind of have, have that good problem here of, what do I play? I don't know. So... I think what I'm going to do is bang out near first and then hop into Baldur's Gate for a review before Mass Effect get that done with. So I'm I'm really really pumped to do some gaming this weekend. And if I end up laid up in bed because of my arm, that's okay. I've got plenty of stuff to keep me entertained. Maddie, just so you know, you have been recruited for the Sacred Symbols Plus spoiler cast I have of Near. I have heard. So I listened and I was like, they don't have to ask me. That's fine. <laughs> I will right. be there. No, I I knew you'd be down. I think that's gonna <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next two weeks are filled up, so maybe in three, three or four. Whatever you want, I will be there. Yeah. Cool. And I will remember this time. Promise. Dustin, you'll probably hate me as time goes on. Like, you first met me, you're like, this Maddie guy, he's pretty cool. And then as you get to know me, you get closer, you're like, I fucking know this asshole too well now. He is such a forgetful piece of shit. <laughs> well, that's the, the interesting thing is that... Um, I, as a producer for Last Stand, it's my job to be on people's ass because that's just what a producer does. You got to, you know, you're getting everybody together, making sure this goes this way, talking to the ad people, doing this, getting things scheduled, whatever. Um, so, you know, there's always just a degree of how much you need to be on someone's ass. And so I've, I've learned with Maddie, I, <laughs> I'm going to be on that ass. You really do. I hate, I hate that about myself, too. You really do, though. <laughs> 
you really absolutely need to be on my ass sometimes. Not because I don't want to do anything, but because I fill up my own plate. And right. then I and then I forget to eat. Right. <sighs> I'm getting better. I'm sending you the titles and descriptions of Defining Duke. So we're, we're getting That's right. There. I'm sending <laughs> getting, it to them on Getting day. better. <laughs> That's right. All right, gentlemen, unless there's more to be said, shall we get into the news? Let's do it. All yes. Right. Cool, cool. So, of course, the top of the week has to go to Epic and Apple, who have been waging a legal war in the courtroom. And uh, pretty much what we're going to do is recap this stage by stage. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Game Informer. They did a really great job uh, just recapping um, kind of the, the major points oh. throughout it and um, keeping it in a nice, succinct manner where if you don't know what's going on, you can catch up on it. But I just wanted to follow their bullet points so we know the major markings to hit here. Um, so for those who, first of all, don't know why these two are in a courtroom in the first place, it's because... Epic tried to circumvent Apple's 30% cut through Fortnite Mobile and just like avoid the App Store entirely and, and take pretty much all the money for themselves. Apple didn't like that. Epic disagreed. Microsoft got involved. Here we are now where fucking everything is getting shown from behind closed doors. So I said this on Defining Duke, but anyone who sent Tim Sweeney an email in the last like half a decade is probably Sweating bullets. shitting bricks right now. Like, oh, fuck. Anything can come out of here now. Um, Except for Phil, who apparently is just like the most chill dude in the world. Uh, the misspellings we talked about during the Finding Duke were hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Like, had mis- like from a CEO, it's pretty. I've worked for CEO. Most of the time they have shit checked. And he's like, hey, man, you now about our stuff instead of no. And I saw that and I was just like, oh, that's sort of humanizing. It was, it was sort of cool to see somebody just sitting back and talking normally. Yeah, because Phil always always talks like he's got a PR person in his ear. All right, so first thing we learned. That, oh, sorry. That's him. Yeah, I agree. I was just saying I think that's him. First thing that we learned that was pretty significant really had to do with PlayStation and crossplay. So it was <laughs> revealed Yeah, right. It was revealed through a couple of emails that let's just say that PlayStation is not a fan of of crossplay. Um, they, they were, they were pretty much saying, I'm going to pull up the actual emails here in a sec, but it was a, a, an exchange between Geo Corsi and a member of Epic where Epic was explaining like, here's why you would want to partner with us and allow cross play. And what was interesting even is that they, they worded it as right here is the quote. Um, we announced cross play in conjunction with Sony Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like heroes. You get to pick when, where, and how. So the wording for this document is fascinating because it's stuff that people on YouTube have said in speculatory manner. Like, it is fascinating. So let me go ahead and actually just read the whole thing here for you now that I got it up. So this is the first part, which comes from Joe Kreiner, business development at Unreal Engine Epic Games, uh, pleading to Sony to enable crossplay. One, we give you the data you're asking for and the marketing data ask. Two, Epic deeply integrates Sony's eSports API into Unreal Engine 4 as an engine-level feature. We market and advertise it as a first-class citizen of the engine, maybe at an E3 announcement, and we support it in Fortnite. Three, we announce cross-play in conjunction with Sony. This is the hero part. Four, Epic brands its E3 presence with PlayStation. We're planning a 100-person celebrity pro-am with huge after-party. Budgets I've seen are huge. 
and it'll be the biggest event at E3. Maybe we announce it after with all the celebs on stage. Epic's willing to explore more items. Maybe we commit to a game at the launch of your next VR platform. PS Plus, maybe we do something extra special for a month, offering a unique character or something highly valuable to drive PS Plus adoption even more. And seven, Epic extends the Sony company-wide Unreal Engine 4 license. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but your license to use Unreal Engine 4 expires May 2019. The license has some of the best terms we've ever offered in Unreal Engine 4. Then Gio Corsi, who was the senior director uh, developer relations at the time, and also what I thought was more interesting is that Gio Corsi was really popular in the in the PlayStation community for pretty much um, p- like pioneering the Vita, you know, Vita lives. Um, but he said that, quote, crossplay is not a sa- slam dunk no matter the size of the title, end quote. And as you know, many companies are exploring this idea and not one can explain how cross-console play improves the PlayStation business. And so this is the first one I wanted to talk about because kind of what everyone suspected was true, which was that PlayStation was really against crossplay. Uh and, and and to see it just in the fine print by someone who was representing the developer relations was was neat. So Dustin, I want to pass this off to you first because um Carrick and I have shared some thoughts on defining Duke. We don't we, we always try to avoid overlap for those who listen to both our shows because we, we take great care in that with our topic selection and all that stuff. So Dustin I want to hear from you first on, on what you make of uh, some of this. So first of all, seeing the email emails from geo is very interesting and particularly weird. If you listen to uh, this week's sacred symbols, because he is a patron of last stand media hmm. and listens to sacred symbols. So I was like, sorry, geo <laughs> reading your emails. <laughs> like, um, but I think he, I mean, I know a lot of people are just think that like, there's eventually become this understanding that like crossplay is like almost like a human right of gamers. But I think Geo <laughs> made a very good point in the context of PlayStation at that time that they really didn't have anything to gain, especially with how far behind. Again, think about the time frame. What year was that email dated? 2018? Most 2019. likely. 2019. 20, oh, that's yeah. even later than I Yeah, thought. it came from 2019. Okay. But still. Um, well, actually, let me double check one thing. Keep going. Yeah. So I can understand and I totally understand him saying like no one has provided a legitimate reason or that of how this benefits us. 2018. Um, Sorry. And I understand that people saw that as an anti-consumer move. And I maybe it is in a way, but. You got to weigh out the pros and cons of all these different situations. Obviously, they ended up going by the way of crossplay. What's funny about that list, Maddie? The list you read out. None of those. Li- none of those things on the list is uh, compensation for quote unquote like loss of sales on other platforms. But we now know from other leaked documents that Epic Games did work out a deal with Sony that. Basically, if someone uh, bought a skin, a Fortnite skin on their phone or whatever, but then spent most of their time playing on PlayStation, that Epic was giving the PlayStation money for that loss of sale. So you have that list of things, and then that's not even listed. So basically, and this is what I said on Sacred, was Epic Games was like, here, 
we're gonna we want crossplay. Here's everything on a silver platter. And Sony said, make it platinum. <laughs> like there was what it was all of that plus the compensation as well. So but you gotta wonder too, because like Xbox could have worked it probably maybe could have worked out a deal for something like that as well. But I don't know, because they were more desperate in order to enable something like that, they probably were just happy to do it. But obviously now that's all in the past. You gotta wonder though. Sony's messaging about crossplay has always been like like it said in the documents they they were the, tried to make them look like the heroes at the end of the day. <laughs> but does is Call of Duty have an agreement with them for loss of sales is is Activision paying Sony for skins bought on other platforms but then used on on PlayStation who knows. In the indie space it seems like they're not requiring those deals because a lot of smaller companies are open and they're just like, Oh yeah, whatever. But Fortnite, I mean, part of those leaked documents also were like Fortnite made however many, like $8 billion or something create multiple billions of dollars. And most of it was on PlayStation. So it's a little bit of a different beast uh, than something much smaller. So I can understand that, but yeah, it's a, it's interesting getting uh, a look behind the scenes. Absolutely. Carrick, I know a little bit of your thoughts, but have they developed? Do you, um, where do you stand on PlayStation saying, no, thank you, to, uh, to cross-play initially? Obviously, getting into it super deep when things are different now is um, really not worth it. But, of course, the fact that they were pretty resistant to it up front, I found a smidge concerning. Um, but what, do you, what do you make of it now? Uh, yeah, I still, I mean, if you, like I stated, especially writing, technical writing, when you look at his wording, that's basically building an iron wall, but not saying no. That's pretty typical of somebody who's really, really egotistical. You usually look at it psychology, like by looking at, and when you hear that, you know, no one has ever been able to prove, which by the way, you could prove just financially within seconds that it would be feasible for Sony to do it. So that's, that's not really a, it's not really get out of jail free card. Everything that you see is somebody who's really at the top of their game, which is what Sony was. Um, but at the same time, Epic was offering them pretty much everything and they were still, which that's the ego coming in. Yeah. So ego is what destroys multimillionaires, not the money. And I think people get that confused is that Sony's are always done well. It's Sony's ego combined with everything else that consistently puts them at this teeter totter and they've got away with it forever. And they've and one of the reasons why is because I think they're fairly notorious for like a weird fan loyalty that's like that's that's in place. And you could yeah. say the same for Nintendo and in some ways Microsoft. Sony's just a little bit different. So to me, it wasn't that surprising. And that's the rumor we had always heard. And that's even leakers that I've talked to were like, no, they're definitely against it. They have been for ages. Um, it's not really that surprising. Um, I think the only thing that I'll continue to say is I do like that all of the conversations other than Sony's admittedly, now that I think about it, most of the conversations were very, Hey bro, which I sort of dig talked about that before. Like how do a lot of conversations go? Is it like two dudes on the golf course being like, you know what? Let's fucking do it, man. Together. And Sony's a little bit more business like in all their stuff, but even some of their stuff is nuts. He's batshit insane. 
but I do like that he's just like, we'll do this. And it's just pretty easy to understand. It's mm-hmm. it's less legalese and more Timmy's. You know, it's just Tim stating what he's going to do if a company wants to work with him, which I sort of like. I don't take away that he's completely ass over tea kettle, but <laughs> overall, I like his... Oh. Um, I, I sorry, old old saying from my grandmother. I just I like his uh I like the way they talk. I like I like the idea of people possibly getting together even if it doesn't mean best. Like that somebody's always coming out super ahead. I, I like that teamwork idea of furthering games. Yeah, you hear it sometimes. You know, my friends and I do a fantasy league and anytime we try to make a trade with players, it's not it'll never be a fair trade because everyone's trying to rip one another off. Right or get like super right. far ahead. That's so. For those who are looking for something a little more relatable, that's kind of how I view it. Right? Is like <laughs> these, these. Don't don't look at Maddie's emails then concerning. <laughs> I'm assuming your emails are like, bitch. I'm getting him. I'm getting Jerome Bettis oh. or whoever. I don't even know who Dude. plays anymore. He's been out for years. A, but you know what I mean. I wonder if it's because right. We 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 said this for so long about games where certain interactions were like, oh, I wonder if it's like that. And and we've been kind of yeah right on. And so. I wonder what these sports trades at times, you know, I, I, like my friends and I, Oh, right. My friend had this package deal that he, he just kept hitting me up. He was like, I think he was like, he would always say, um, Springer and Stanton for someone. I forgot who it was, but point being, he would text mm-hmm. me that every fucking day. And I'm like, I wonder if these GMs and sports are just phoning each other every day. Just repeat the offer, wear them down, repeat the offer, psychological warfare. So yeah, I like what I saw. Um, both, for the good and the bad. You know, I think Xbox came out looking a little shinier from this, but since PlayStation has changed their mind here, I think this would be a little bit more of a bruise if they were still kind of being the stick in the mud. But this is exactly what we've been saying for a while is that PlayStation seemingly had a bit of an ego and um, it shows in those emails because they were like, how does it benefit us? It's not really about how it benefits the consumer and them. Um, I mean, maybe that's not the most sensible Agree with Justin, by the way. Business Man, I don't fucking want to hear anybody try to pretend that... Um anti-consumer first of all if you got and even Dustin and i have disagreed on this but we we're certainly in agreement here that anti-consumer needs to mean anti-consumer yeah don't misuse that term because you're going to fuck everybody up and right. you're, you're not ever going to be able to actually attack a real anti-consumer thing if you miss it is the wolf crying it is the kid crying wolf that is for sure do not try to pretend that's anti-consumer there's a difference people need to have that driven into their fucking head um, so that that way, when an anti-consumer thing comes forward, I can say it in the world and everybody knows oh, that that's anti-consumer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's how I'd like to move forward. That that What they're talking about, all this stuff we're hearing, it's not anti-consumer. No. Not well, what we it, want. It would benefit the, thing- the consumer, though, if they did do it. So it's not really anti-consumer. It's just not- but that's not the same. Anti anti means aggressively against. Yeah, the, I know. The, and, antithesis of yeah. yeah so you're absolutely right it is it is po- it could be positive for consumer by the way not it, all consumers yeah. it would be like people this argument like saying if sony doesn't allow crossplay it's anti-consumer which is is a thing that i saw people talking about it's like well is it anti-consumer the fact that they charge for their games is it anti-consumer the fact that they are selling their first party games instead of putting them on a subscription no it's a fucking business decision like like you said carrick you'll fucking know when it's anti-consumer like uh yeah. well for, you okay. need to know man i got a question for you carrick let's let's take this up a notch was 
when Xbox announced that they were doubling the price of Xbox Live Gold, was that considered anti-consumer? I didn't see it posted, is it? But it, and it wouldn't be. It would be a dumb business decision by a business. Not be anti-consumer. I would. I would though argue that people who currently get paid. We actually talked about this uh, on my podcast in a reverse way about people who are at a company and new people coming in get hot, get paid at a higher rate. What do you mm. do with the people who are already there? So in a weird way, the one way I could see somebody complaining about this, and I'd have to check legalese, I still don't think this is anti-consumer, would be if you are currently paying and we then raise, like we double the current consumer's subscription rate, comes anti-consumer at oh. that point. Um, okay. But the thing is, is anti-consumer usually falls into a service and a requirement for livelihood not you so it's not like by the way multiple states are trying to prove internet is a is anti-consumer lack of internet is anti-consumer that is actually trying to be proven that everything like 911 now like all these things are on broadband and so technically we're getting to the point to where not having internet could be considered unsafe in this world we can argue for that but i, well, I don't Kerry, think xbox live i don't think xbox live is you're not a real gamer because I need to game to survive. Okay. So it is anti-consumer. Anything true. that it's prohibits true. my ability to game is anti-consumer. I agree. Play everything. <laughs> I think the cool thing though, is that people come away with this and know a little bit more. And then you have people who are knowledgeable a little bit more. I think all that's really cool. I would like to see, I would like to see people remember this stuff. Internet has a weird history of of memory, man. We got a weird fucking selective memory. You don't say. I would like people to remember this because moving forward, you learn a couple lessons. You're like, oh, you know, this is how these guys talk, which, by the way, like I said, is very cool. And then the next time you hear people be like, oh, there's 50 lawyers in the room every time you can be like, well, we know for a fact that platform holders we're emailing each other in what appears to be hot tubs on Twitch. Like, I don't know. I, I, the more I envision Phil, and by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Maddie, but we got a bunch of comments about us pretending Phil. I don't know if you remember, but the fucking smoking dope. Oh, oh yeah. And like <laughs> leaning back and being like, stop, man. You know what? Let's, and P I got a bunch of people on my Patreon <laughs> yeah, just dude. being like, dude, that is fucking hilarious. Like the idea of Phil just being like the, the casual. Um, I hope people I remember this and move forward because some people treat and I've done it. CEOs like shit sometimes. Like we can treat them like shit for other things, but sometimes they are gamers too. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, these guys aren't gamers, blah, blah, blah. And it's like some, man, apparently at least a couple of them are. Mm. It's cool to humanize them a little bit. Speaking of, let's humanize Xbox a little bit here. So according to some documents uh, that have been released. It looks like uh, Phil Spencer is open to bringing xCloud to other consoles in an email to Tim Sweeney, um, which we're starting to see more and more as they bring xCloud to the likes of iOS, Android devices, PC streaming is becoming a thing. Um, but they're saying that they're really not against other – the word choice here was consoles – um, Phil said he hadn't given up on that yet, and that was August of 2020. Since then, we've seen, as we've reported on this show, on Defining Duke especially, even on my own YouTube coverage, we're seeing Nintendo Switches in the background, um, which 
is pretty deliberate. And um, I know in some way, shape, or form, they got to be doing something with that just because, once again, it's one thing if it's Phil's house, but when you have a studio space and they're like, let's put a switch right here in view, it's very deliberate because something's happening. We don't know if it's the extent of a Master Chief collection on Switch or xCloud on Switch or something from Switch is coming to Xbox. We don't really know. But what we see in paper here in 2020 is that Phil Spencer is open to bringing these services to other consoles, which makes sense. That's seemingly been the future for Xbox. Now that game pass continues to grow day one drops on the service. It's a pretty exciting loop in our show. Most of our questions in our show revolve around game pass because so many people are fascinated by it. By the way, if you have yet to see it on last stand media, we did a full interview with Mike Rose um, where we talked about the positive impressions of game pass and he actually just announced that they renewed a deal for descenders which has about a monthly million players he said um and that'll be there on game pass for about another year yeah it's got a million play it's a game about fucking riding a bike downhill if you guys don't realize that's all that has to all be game pass man Mm -hmm. a lot of it has to be the ability for people to get that without spending yeah. And about a money and then liking what they played. Well, I should I should That's clarify my gonna... word choice. He says we now see more than one million sessions every month. Game downloads in the second year were much Means higher than the what first. What I thought. Yeah, he, he actually posted the graph of, of what it's done. Um yeah, it's it's been That's huge. Awesome. I added that immediately to our defining duke list, but yeah, man, like fucking awesome. In the day. Guys, imagine the day in the future, someday far in the future, when we sit down, and maybe this is Microsoft, maybe this is all of them combined, but you just don't, you know, it. it's not even a platform, man. And it's like every everybody just creates a game engine they want, and they just, you're able to just, like, play it, and mm-hmm. it for maybe free, maybe demo, every game gets a demo. I think that'd be another amazing thing to happen here soon. As if every game gets a, you know, I don't know, 15 minute timer or something. Even though Resident Evil, didn't somebody, (laughs) didn't somebody hack the timer? They did. The PC gamers hacked the Resident Evil timer on the demo. I don't know if you guys saw that. They they did figure out a way to hack the mod or to use a mod to hack the timer. So you can just keep running around and just play. So you can keep running around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you had to turn it off, but you could load back up and they figured out a way to like reset it back to zero. I love that. Yeah, you know, that's probably why devs don't do demos anymore. They're just like fucking assholes. Probably. We're trying to just let a consumer probably. test it and buy our product, and it gets <laughs> blown open every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Xbox is looking pretty sharp. Um, it was also revealed through another set of documents that Stalker 2 will be a three-month, at least, exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. And... um Stalker 2 doesn't really have a lot of hype around it right now outside of its pretty core community. But that was another thing that was kind of uh, unexpectedly shown off during this. Like, I, so many people are probably so confused because these documents will just float under my timeline. I'm like, oh, there's another un- you know, unexpected confirmation. There were a bunch of um, redacted, they called them high-profile releases for uh 2020 as well as 2021 2021 having a ton of titles removed from it because of all the delays what was really interesting about that is their terminology of high profile releases because they had Balan wonderland or whatever the fuck that game is called 
on a high profile <laughs> release. I was like, Jesus. I, someone put it in the comments of our show, and I was like, okay, yeah, they're right about that. That's really not a Here's the thing, though. high profile. <laughs> Maddie, though, is was it considered high profile before the shit reviews came in? The reason why I ask that, the only reason why I ask it, is because almost everybody I know had a review copy and wanted it. Now, I had not heard of it until one week prior at all. No, it was a thing. But was this game supposedly supposed to be something? It was it had Yuji Naka. Is it connected? And it's like working on it, which was kind of a big deal. Is he Sega Knights? He did. Uh, I think he did Knights and I think Sonic. He he was no. And it explains the fucking guys on the front. Thank you. Because yeah. it looked like the, the, the fucking the jester guy. And also, okay, gotcha. hey, don't get me wrong, gotcha. by the way. This right. was I'm going to be real. This was almost a blind purchase for me because I saw the trailers and I was like, how could this go bad? Like, that was my thought process. I'm be, I know it sounds ridiculous right. now, but I was like, oh, it's yeah. cutesy 3D platformer. It's kind of how I felt about Super Lucky's Tale. I'm like, how do you fuck this up? Like, this looks simple but good. It's got a pretty lively looking world. Then you see the demo impressions and the reviews and you're like, okay, I, I see where humanity's Apparently worst games possible. is heading. You know? <laughs> so... That'll definitely be a feature at some point in time, but uh, when I'm mentally prepared, that is. But yeah, it's um, it was just interesting to see all of this pop up. And last but not least from this whole slew of information was the amount of money that Epic would pay companies to, um, to feature their games uh, as their free downloads to help bring in new Epic accounts. And uh, the, the, the payouts were really, really different per company. Like there were some real fleeces here as i looked over it again <laughs> uh, i'm looking at rhyme a game that was pretty good indie game but pretty good forty five thousand dollars forty five thousand fucking dollars and it got downloaded two million times and it brought in a hundred thousand accounts like that's crazy to me um another one that i mentioned on defining duke was for honor which was sixty three thousand dollars yeah Alan Wake got $150,000, which I think is fair, but I'm saying, like, for comparison's sake, that's that's pretty much a, a gigantic gap. The, the thing about For Honor, though, is that that's a, that's a back way into getting people to buy shit within the game. That's very fair Most point. likely. Very fair point. Yep. That's, a, that's a, entirely true. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Stories Untold. From that's Devolver a cool game. Digital. Three hundred thousand dollars, Dustin. Do you think that's it's, like a, it's a neat game? You think it's a good, uh, pay? good price? I mean, mm, I don't know. It's not. I mean, it's like uh, it's a really interesting game. It's it's like a text based game, but it has some three D. It's kind of hard to describe. It's been a while though since I played it. Um, I don't Celeste, know if it's worth that. Celeste got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, which it's deserved. Like, yeah, probably. but I mean, just think of how much money. That small team has right between the sales. I think it's, it's on a good game, game. pass. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, it pays to make a good game, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Don't get crazy, man. Uh, it pays for some. It pays for some companies because apparently, keep reading. Yeah. Some companies make good games and still didn't get paid for it. Yeah. What so. else do we got here? Uh, uh, we got Axiom Verge eighty thousand dollars, which is a, another very popular indie title. And if they saw this, they'd probably be like, "What the fuck." Mm -hmm. We got six hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that game is. How do you negotiate that high of a price? Is my question. Like, do you just go Celeste is the best shit ever? Just drop your dick on the table. That's it. Give me, give me almost a mil. Or 
representation, which is unfortunate. Hmm. You know, if, like who you have rep repping you. Do you ha are you repping right. yourself or do you have a lawyer repping you? I mean, yeah. that could happen. And, you know, and again, that, that I told you we had talked about this on my podcast about the wages of people. The reason why I brought it up is because do you in some societies like is it cool to know somebody else's wage? And my personal belief is it causes way too many problems than than not knowing in a fair system. But then the question came up is like, here we go. Everybody knows. What does this mean for the future, man? Because one thing I saw somebody online, you and I talked about this, Maddie. I saw somebody online being like, everybody needs to fight for three times as much as they're getting right now from Epic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, company can easily just turn the money off. Mm -hmm. Need mm -hmm. to be like, that's where intelligence in deliberate, you know, deal making comes from. And I have sat in talking about millions of dollars and i can tell you you can price yourself out of a deal in seconds yeah and you won't know you'll walk away and be like i think we're good and they'll be like we went with somebody else and you won't know why you you know transistor did two hundred thousand dollars which was uh pretty pretty solid that price seems low for, um i thought it was all right yeah, see that seems it's low like their me. least popular Dude, i think got other... like like because they did bastion they did pyre Maybe Pyre is the least popular. Oh, that now is. I think about it. We wow. like Pyre a lot, so we're a little biased. But Pyre is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pyre is fucking you know, awesome. Is... And then Hades is just like yeah. the more I hear about yeah, Returnal, Hades is... all I'm saying is I appreciate Hades more and more. I'm waiting to play Returnal until there's some patches done. But Dustin, listening yeah. to you and Colin talk about it Returnal, it just like our has, review of Returnal. Yes, your full review My of a full completed. Deleted. Did you guys see the patch? The patch came out that deleted people's save games too. Mm -hmm. Even oh, though the save game isn't really a save game, but you get my drift. Yeah, it came, yeah, they pulled it. It was out for like eight hours, and then they pulled it. They were yeah. it was that bad. It was corrupting people's stuff and destroying it. Dude, it's 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 pretty messy. It sucks. And That's how it's... you grab failure and thrust it into success and destroy success. It's like a fucking falcon punch of failure. I don't want to spiral us, but I, I feel like that's a big problem with gaming. Is I feel like a lot of these critics came out the gate very positive on this. Carrick, you and I talked behind the scenes, and you were like seemingly in the middle on it if that's accurate to say i'm um, not in love with it but not against yeah it. i would middle high yeah you like know. you did a lot more things and now that things are breaking critics have gone pretty quiet because they sort of cast their die and said like this is the call this is it's worth it it's been hyped up as this big playstation exclusive and i'm not saying it's bad by the way i want to make that clear i i have a copy provided by playstation i am going to play it and i'm going to buy my own copy afterwards regardless of fact so I will be supporting the developer. But despite all of that, I just think that the conversation for the broken state this game seems to have been in, and this is coming from someone who's pretty tolerant with bugs, I've found it overly mute. Is that fair to suggest? It's 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 fair to really almost... I mean, it's not fair to think anything you want, but, you know. Would you it's agree? Am I alone on this mountain? Or this island, mm -hmm. I should say. This piece of land. I feel like I really do I need to, to play more of it. Bugs. Carrick, as someone who's beat it, then I believe you beat it. Um, is I beat it, it twice. I don't wow. think you should. I don't. I don't feel comfortable speaking about somebody else's bugs because they will speak about my bugs and fuck you. Like I have a different experience than you. But I will say, I haven't heard a review other than mine talk about the way the RNG is set up, which is fucked. Or was that's until they've I done multiple patches fixed. Yeah, that's what I meant. I even had another reviewer who just yesterday 
they were like, dude, seriously, it took me two days, but I actually absolutely see what you're talking about now. I, he's like, I totally disagreed with you. I didn't understand what you were talking about. But he's like, that's because I tracked the RNG while I was playing it. I was like, something's wrong. Something's like, not, there's no, definitively like a... some, some. And the thing is, is if somebody played it differently than me, no problem. Because they may have had a different experience. So I don't want to speak for them. I just don't, on this game, so don't believe that balance needs to be perfect on games. I'm a firm believer. You, we talked about this with R2 Rob or whatever his name is. I firmly like a broken game. I've, I've talked about it multiple times. I don't mind a game where things are really offset. However, the game didn't warn you of those things. The game didn't set you up to know some of these things were going to happen. And there were just too many, too many problems. But I would agree with you that I haven't heard a lot of people I haven't heard a lot of people saying like why they didn't mention some of the stuff that they had, but it also happened. I've just recently realized with resident evil, I've been watching and reading a lot of coverage on resident evil. And I'm like, I'm not saying the scores don't make sense, but there's a weird, I think there's some context that I'm missing because there's a lot of people being like 10 out of 10 and their review is pretty negative. Hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not quite getting where the, the gap is there and it, it seems like there's a gap and for other people it seems like returnal has a gap maddie yeah. what you're saying about um critics backing off or whatever now that people have their hands on it it's really interesting it's interesting to hear that you say that because i'm not in any way disagreeing but the the feedback to the sacred symbols plus episode where i kind of my general take was i like this the RNG is a little off and the there's a little bit too much terminology to learn, mm-hmm. which is, I think we, uh, language. We talked yeah. about it. I think we talked right about that. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about that. Um, but Colin is not really into it right now, but he's holding out judgment because he, like you is waiting for some more patches. Our audience is in not an agreement at all with us. In fact, some of them seem lightly upset oh. that Colin doesn't like it, which is always funny to me that it's yeah. like we all want you Colin want us to, to have a diverse him. opinion. That's that's good. But um, no, the first you know. time somebody says you're independent and thanks for being different, the moment you're different from them, they get mad. Yeah, right. Happens to me a lot. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So my, my, my Immortals Phoenix Rising review is the biggest representation of that. I literally start my review going, I'm the outlier. I don't care. People were like, how could you have this opinion? I thought you were a good reviewer. I'm like, a good reviewer stands by their fucking opinion even when they know it's an outlier. Returnal. Like, yeah. fuck. Sorry, Dustin. I, I cut you Right. Off. No, you're good. Yeah. So I don't know. It just, it's just uh, – it's an interesting situation. I don't know. People – we're in a weird, obviously our industry, our, our job is very weird. People pay like us fault, yes. indirectly for our opinion, sometimes directly. Um, and then they also don't like it when they don't agree with it. But so, not everyone. We do have, I mean, I don't want to cast the entire audience out. That's not what I mean at all. You're it's unfortunate. It's just the people, the people that uh, are the most vocal are the ones that can get under our skin, which again, you, you guys know, we always try to of course. not bring too much attention to the, to the people that aggravate us. We want to give attention to people that 
Yeah. Unless I am live streaming, I typically don't. Dustin, you saw a snippet of that when you and I were like streaming together. Like someone just came in to say something to me negative. I will run it. They will come in and flick me and I will punch them in the face. Like that's how I treat it. Cause like if you, it's one thing if you leave a comment, I can just kind of skim over it or miss it or it's like whatever it's in the past now. But when you actively come in to try to say something to me while I'm live, as if you were right in front of me, I'm going to respond to you. So I remember right. me and Dustin were streaming Outriders, and someone just came in and, and said something to me that was trivial. And I just called them out by name or her out, I don't know, by name, shit on them a little bit, and then just carried on with my day. And they just shut up at that point because they probably – I picture them sitting there like this. Oh, fuck. Like, you know, like he, he saw that. <laughs> and he actually says – and it's just like that's the only time I personally want to call it out. I've been – I've had a bad habit at times of being – I listen closely to the audience as always, but I think there's a thing is not trusting yourself when you listen so closely. You know what I mean? Um, right. We don't, we don't trust all of your experience and guidance and wisdom that you build up over the years. So, yeah. Right. I think I was just going to say, I, I do think that consumers who are playing it and loving it, having no issues. That's awesome. And, and it is. And I think it's completely possible. I watched somebody stream it and they had no end of issues. They had crashes, everything. The very next person I watched stream it on the same patch incredibly well and wasn't a better player and i'm not saying you can tell instantly that they were a better player i'm saying you could you could tell that they were making some of the same mistakes it's just that their setup you know whatever pluses and bonuses and treasure chests they got were dropping better and what was happening was they were dropping infinitesimally better mm-hmm. there the, the rng that's weird what just ha- happened to not happen to this person that happened to the other person and uh I think that's all okay. And when it comes to the reviews, I haven't really seen anywhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, but for me, at least, I think what probably happened is, and I can't speak to this anymore because they patched it. I will say that the experience I had and some of the things missing, like tutorials, that they stated in the NDA, we are giving more tutorials. I don't know what you what people are playing versus what I played. So if they are having an easier time or maybe even a harder time for some reason, there's right. a big gap there already. And I will say I, th- I've had this discussion, not with Jim, but I had it with other people because I, I, I don't talk to Jim on a personal level. Unf- and that's, I don't think I've ever reached out, but Jim talked about Hellblade too, Jim Sterling. And he was like, I got a bug at the end of Hellblade to uh, Hellblade. Sorry. I got a right. bug at the end of Hellblade. Right. Did a not don't get it. Right. Mm. Well, attacked him. And he removed it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, why? That's that's your honest. That's that is your experience. You had a game ending bug. It was completely game ending. You didn't have a warning about it, which we will get in NDAs. You'll get a warning saying, hey, there's a game ending bug here, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's unfair. I might be completely by myself on that. So I think most of the reviews I've seen seem a little fair. And I think some people have probably just moved on too. Uh, Resident Evil popped up pretty quickly. So I think some people just jump to that and they don't Good care point. about the returnal yeah. discussion. Makes sense. One last thing about the returnal discussion about it is that, that I'm there's nuance, but not online. Remember, there's everything has nuance, but not when we discuss it. To me, it feels like this whole issue of the difficulty, right? And Carrick, you're saying that it's like some people can have a much easier experience, some people much harder. A lot of that due to RNG. Range. I just don't love – I hate this idea because this was propping up on sa- on the response to Sacred Symbols where Colin was like, yeah, I'm not very good at this game. 
um, I'm finding it to be very difficult and it's a detractor to my experience. Some people were like, oh, well, you're just not that good at the game, apparently. If you were better at it, if you put more time in, you'd, you'd like it a lot more. It's like, come, like, again, this is the whole thing that it's like, this is how I, my experience with the game, how I played it. If you don't like that opinion, or if you think I might be wrong in my thinking, then find another person's opinion, and maybe that will conform to what you want, if that's what you're really after. But I just, this there's this idea that, one person's uh, opinion is the authoritative end-all be-all on a game. It's like, if you're trying to decide if you want to purchase this game, go to multiple people, you know, watch, yes. watch character review. You can hear what Colin and I said on sacred symbols. And that's just, it's not a review, but it's a perspective and you can try to line that up with your own tastes or whatever. The whole thing about difficulty is so weird. Obviously we don't want, game reviewers only playing on easy blitzing through the game and not disclosing that's how they played it that's that's a whole different thing that's not what i'm saying but um if a game out the gate without options is really fucking hard and it's distracting from the experience for that reviewer that is perfectly legitimate do firmly also believe and i believe this to my heart and i will argue it even with the devs that the first level should be the second level and the second level should be the first level. Oh. The first level is basically a skill bind like you would see with a third or second, four, fourth boss in a Souls where they teach you a bunch of shit and when you leave, you are now able to take on the first level enemies easily because the elevation of skill has risen. This is something we saw with Neo 1 in particular. Those tight spaces in that first level those tight spaces mixed with some crazy ass RNG is ridiculous. I got, I got battles that were unbelievable. And by the way, I love hard games. I think they're hilarious. I don't get that frustrated. Returnal's the first game ever where I got physically angry. I didn't even like. I got angry because not because of skill most of the time. It's because the drops were weird and they were anti drops. Fifty percent loss of damage while moving. Fifty percent loss of damage while standing still. What the fuck does that even mean? In what world? How do you even fucking, how do you even, what does that mean? What do I do? One that said, like, I can't remember what it was, but it was anti-pickup. And the only way to get rid of it was by picking things up. And it was just, brain was like, I couldn't wrap my head around it sometimes. And I think that um, that's on the devs. The devs should have, there's some terminology that we thought was thick that could be fixed. The get good thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I actually think that some people who aren't great at this have beat it. I, I watched somebody yesterday play it in my Discord and they weren't great and they beat it, but they beat it because of good draws. They're listening and they thought and they were so, good. Yeah, no, dude, you're not good. No, I told him he wasn't good. And I don't mean not good like I know, I'm, I'm he just sucks. Teasing. I just mean, you know, you dodge a lot. I do that. I don't know about you guys. I'll get in a game where dodge is pretty invulnerable and I'll fucking hey, spam dude, the dodge. Be, I'll look a like a freak. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs> through the game. And then people who know what they're doing will be like, Carrick, what do you fuck? Or reload. I know some people get pissy, but they'll be like, dude, why'd you reload? Personally, to me, if I have a millisecond of time, I'm going to reload. I want the full I number of bullets. Dude, I blame job, MW2 to this fucking dude, day. Multiplayer MW2. This I, day. I, I fucking reloaded because all the guns had such a high rate of fire. So anytime I second, I'm like, right. like all the time. 
And every, every game since, time there's a fucking four foot space, I reloaded. Like it was like four foot, reload as quick as possible, move on. But Dude, um, because the worst I, I think is, it's uh, interesting. Sorry, just real quick. The the worst is when you're fucking reloading, and let's say it's a it's a survival game or something, and let's say you got five bullets, and 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 the max of the clip is is six. When you reload it, it throws five bullets away. I'm like, you motherfucker, you're using this shit against me now. Oh, dude. now I can't. Now I can't use. I, I can't reload. I, I'm a big away. Operation Flashpoint fan. Like it's my favorite game of all time. Probably it's up in the three, and those are very wow. stick. They're sticklers for all that kind of shit. Yeah, and uh, I love it. But I do think I think it's cool. I'm glad we got it. I don't think the difficulty needs to be changed for sure. Also, we can talk about accessibility. But I think, um, and if you look at the dictionary terms, accessibility is different than difficulty. Those could be handled different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm glad it got released and it got released with some issues. I hope they patch them up. But um, as we walk away from it, that company will also things that they can fix. But I think they have a good, uh, they have a really cool base work for a seek, or no, maybe not a sequel, but uh, another bullet hell third person, which I would be very behind. I would be, I'm very much would love to play that. Yeah, it's interesting. I've liked their games in the past. House Mark, I've, I've liked, you know, uh, Resogun is probably my favorite thing from them. I also really liked Dead Nation. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so this one definitely. Did they do attention. Nox or Nox Machina or something? Oh, oh, Next Machina, I think it was. Um, Next Nox Machina, yeah, I liked that. I think that was. They also did them. Super Stardust or something like that as well. They've done a lot of arcadey games, so that's why I'm really keen on this because. Guerrilla Games is the one who showed me like we can evolve out of something completely different, like going from first person oh, yeah. uh, kill zone to 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 Horizon. It's like okay, like I'm totally open to developers taking chances now because when you want something that bad, you'll make something good. Out of funny enough, out of mm-hmm. everything that's come out of the PlayStation first party family, now as time's gone on, I, I feel like probably I'm less in love with Horizon, but it's still really good. Where I'm very excited to try Returnal. But the reason I brought all of this up in the first place uh, when it came to Returnal and its mechanics, as I, as I hear it more and more, like, I don't think debuffs should be RNG. Yeah, like, I think that is a really weird design choice. Yeah, I would agree with and that. And I think I that's why that. I like Hades is because everything powers you up. So even if you get a bad power-up compared to something, we'll say, that's meta, you're still powering up. You're still getting better. And there's still things that carry over and runs permanent progression with health and your spirit gauge and so on and so forth, where even if you lose, you have gained. And I think that's what these games need at their core. Um, now, I know this one's different because it has a story and the dying and restarting is a big part of all of this. But yeah, that's why I brought it up. And I thought the feedback was interesting because I'll scroll on Twitter. I'll see a couple of people saying, oh, man, it's so good. I love this. And then I'll see a lot of people just saying, yeah. Not really big on this. It's really broken. This has potential. But I feel like the conversation's kind of quieting down. And I think it's most likely because we have so many other really big games breathing right down its neck. Mass Effect, Resident Evil, kind of like what Carrick said. Just wanted to reiterate that. But good little talk about the status of game reviews, gents. I like that. It's always good to check in on that stuff because I'm, I'm pretty critical of the review scene. I've always been pretty openly critical of it. Not because... You know, I, I want to, I, I think mine are the, the bee's knees, um, but more so that I've been a pretty big, or really vocal, I should say, about um, about people watching multiple reviews. Do not, do not 
champion my reviews so much as the definitive reviews of all time for every single game. Maybe you'll consider my review more definitive for an RPG or something because that's my specialty. That makes sense. But I just don't like the idea of people assuming every reviewer or a reviewer gets every single game 100% right. They just get it from top to bottom. I think everyone should be watching multiple reviews. So I like to tap into this topic pretty often when I think it's relevant. So with that, uh, shall we continue no. back with the news? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No, no problem. It did sound like you were talking no. to me though. When I was oh, just like, go. should we continue? You're like, when I'm like, go, 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 go on, just get out. I'm get thinking of, uh, End of Lord of the Rings, where uh, Gandalf's like, run, you fool. Fly, you fools. Fly, 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 not run. Fly, you fools. Damn it. A good, such a good scene. It's such a, man, those movies are. So good, man. You know it's good when Maddie can can bring up a a reference to a scene, right? I can't exactly quote it. You know it's good when you've seen it. (laughs) Dude. You're as anti like media TV shows as I am like watching YouTube. I started Invincible last (laughs) night as well. I'm on a roll Ooh, right now. I saw that. I saw that. Or no, I saw somebody else talking about that. Did you show? like it? Nah, I've got it uh, set up, but I haven't. What show? In- Invincible. Invincible? No. Superhero it's no cartoon. Superheroes. It's basically the boys. Okay. No more superheroes. We're I get done. that. This is, yeah. this is quite good. I, I'm invested because I'll just say there is, and people who have seen it will know. This is not a spoiler. There was one scene in episode one. It's good. But there's one scene in episode one where you go, okay, what the fuck happened? Why did this happen? And it's really what keeps you hooked. And so what's going to be interesting, and it keeps developing beyond that. It's going to be interesting here. I'm gonna, I, I finished four episodes now, so I'm halfway through the season already. That's when you know I did that in one night. Boys, round of applause. Can we applaud Maddie for that? This is Not this really. Is, no? no, I'm not going to applaud you because it's a cartoon. See, so here's the difference. I'm if this was a TV show, I'd be like, like Maddie just stepped forward and he's grown into an adult and he's ready to <laughs> let this drop. But instead, you're like, I watched a cartoon for four episodes. That is not a feat for you. I think it's because it's a cartoon format for you, right? It's the anime <laughs> no, I, cartoon format. You, you, hmm. I have no defense to this. It is. I have no idea what you you're have no about. defense. Fuck. Because <laughs> I, I just went to a movie theater and anyway. saw Demon Slayer. That was the only thing I actually was like, all right, let's go to there the you theater. Go. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. See, dude, I'm telling you, it, it, but it's cool because like I like sci fi. Some people like fantasy and they don't like sci fi. You just like the uh, delivery of cartoon slash anime, I think. And that's what I don't think you I would get into it. Is. Have you seen The Boys? Have you seen The Boys? I have not. <laughs> I have not. Boom. Dude, and what's I funny is everyone's like, point, oh, Invincible's just an animated The Boys. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I'd fucking like The Boys probably, right? <laughs> you know, it's... Boom. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's funny you mention that because I'm thinking, when was the last time I went to the theaters for something that was like live action, if you will? Movie, movie. Like, right. You know, Joker, I think, was it. That's comic Oh, book. I haven't seen Joker still. <gasps> wow. That's yeah. a good one. I really like it. I think a lot of people. I know. I heard. I heard a lot of people really like. Yeah. I I thought it was, it was refreshingly dark, and not in the kind of corny way, like even I think Inf- Invincible is a little guilty of it, you know. But uh, this, this Joker movie, it's no, it's no joke. <laughs> yeah, you could not laugh. I knew that. Let's go. I was waiting for it. He was like, huh, that was pretty good. Jesus. Right. 
Yeah, you're a little angry. Move on. I know. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Let's get I, I don't get angry. I don't get angry. I get depressed like a father seeing a son fail over and over again. That's all. Just joking. Wow. <laughs> I'm just People are going to be like, what the just like, <sighs> can... uh, just, just disappoint, son. People follow this guy. That's <laughs> 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 oh, so wrong. <laughs> uh, next piece of news I thought was uh, pretty relevant. Not really video worthy for those who follow my channel, but still relevant. Uh, another Bloomberg report from Jason Schreier, who continues his assault of uh, of CD Projekt Red. Uh, this is pretty relentless. They probably fucking hate this guy. So uh, let's read the article and we'll discuss a little bit. The director of The Witcher 3, the most successful video game by CD Projekt Red, resigned after he was accused of bullying colleagues, sending its shares to their steepest decline since March. CD Projekt conducted a months-long investigation in the allegations of Conrad Tomaskovich, I believe is how you say it, according to an email to staff reviewed by Bloomberg. In the message, Tomaskovich wrote that a commission had investigated the allegations and found him not guilty. Nonetheless, a lot of people are feeling fear, stress, or discomfort when working with me, he wrote. He apologized to the staff for all the bad blood he has caused. Tomaskovich's work uh, on The Witcher 3 inspired the creation of a popular Netflix series, as a lot of us know. And he's also listed as a second director and head of production for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, all signs point to a serious ongoing problem within the morale and culture at the gaming studio. And, uh, yeah, the shares continue to fall. Tomaskovich was expected to play a significant role in the company's next game in the Witcher series. When reaching for comments, Tomaskovich confirmed his departure and said he was, quote, sad, a bit disappointed, and resigned, end quote. A representative for CD Projekt declined to comment. Um... In an email to employees, Tomaskovich said the decision was agreed upon with the company's board. Quote, I am going to continue working on myself. And quote, he wrote, quote, changing behavior is a long and arduous process, but I'm not giving up and I hope to change. End quote. So I thought this was, uh, I thought this was once again, interesting. I mean, when it rains, it pours. What more can you really say about CD Projekt Red? Um, but now they're losing talent. And um, I thought that was probably the most significant thing here. I don't know if it's a, a topic we can really expand upon more, but that's just my mindset. Beyond that, what do you gents make of the latest travesty to occur within CD Projekt Red? Go ahead, Dustin. I don't think there's, I mean, there's not a lot to say other than it's just a little odd that his, the internal audit of the situation showed that he didn't do anything wrong but then he left anyway. So I'm a little confused by that. Um, so I don't know. Another blow for CD Projekt Red. Maybe if they fired him, if th that was like the agreement, we can either fire you and it'll look bad or you can leave and we'll say we found nothing. So it makes you look a little better, like you're working on I don't know. So he has a chance to work at other places. So they're not like, oh, let's not hire this toxic person. That's just my assumption. Carrick, what do you make of this situation here that's the only thing i thought was weird too hmm. I, I, because it was months long it wasn't like a small investigation it was like from what we understand it was months long and it if you know i don't know but it, it did say that he said something along the lines of people still feel which um i don't even know what the original complaints were so i want to make sure that that's clear but it is also possible that if he truly didn't know he was making people feel that way, he could now feel bad, true guilt, 
And he's like, okay, this is not going to work out here. I've made people uncomfortable. And now I'm uncomfortable because they're uncomfortable. So I'm going to leave. And I've done that in groups where I'm like, you know, I don't fit in this group because I'm pretty blunt. And maybe this group, you know, different work groups where I'm like, yeah, it's probably not going to work because these people are a little, they, they deal with things differently. And, and, you know, it does suck if you hurt somebody's feelings, especially if you're not meaning to, Mm -hmm. and you're just a, maybe you're just a jackass and nobody's told you or whatever. I just don't know. I don't know enough about the actual complaints. So it is weird because I don't think the investigation was around him. I thought it was just around the entire company. So I didn't know they were just like a full investigation around him, but it's pretty rare somebody's, you know, proven to be innocent and they leave anyway, unless they truly do care. Or like you said, there was some deal. I know in America, you really can't do those. I mean, you can, but you wouldn't be able to say the investigation found nothing and then also just let them leave. There was There's some legalities there. I don't know. Where are they? Sweden? Yes, we uh, Poland. Poland, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what their laws are. It's, it's odd. It's sad as a whole for everybody. Yep. Not much more we can really go Institutional into knowledge out there right now, though. I bet you somebody's looking at him. Yeah. Absolutely. Spiders or somebody is like, hey, yeah. I agree. Because whoever fills in their shoes will have the spotlight on them. All right, next bit of news, but, and then right. we will get into. Oh, sorry, wait, we got a couple more pieces of news. I uh, my 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 page was cut off, so I was like, oh, is that really it? It is not, right? Not. All right, so uh, next we get into PlayStation and Discord. This is pretty significant here, um, because Xbox was reported to be maybe making a ten billion dollar purchase of the company. Then Discord reportedly said we want to go independent, which I think was the smart call. And then about a week or so later now, we get this post on SIE.com, which says, At PlayStation, we're constantly looking for ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another, form new friendships and communities, and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in this spirit that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Together, our teams are already hard at work connecting Discord with your social and gaming experience on PlayStation Network. Our goal is to bring Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, so 2022, uh, allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together. To bring these experiences to life for our players, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord's Series H round. From our very first conversation with co-founders Jason Citrin and Stan Vishnevsky, uh, I was in, uh, inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team's shared passion to help bring friends and communities together in new ways. Empowering players to create communities and share uh, enjoy sorry, shared gaming experiences at the heart of what we do, so we are beyond excited to this, start this journey with uh, one of the world's most popular communication services. It's always a privilege to work with the great partners to bring fresh experiences to our fans, and we'll have more to share in the coming months. Stay tuned to our channels and Discord for the latest updates. So looks like Discord app is coming to PlayStation, or rather, that looks like it is coming. Um, and this is pretty significant because I recall that uh, PlayStation removed like their communities section from ps4 into ps5 and that was something that a lot of people wondered about dustin i want to know do you think this is maybe because uh they were planning something with discord this whole time which i just i the reason i wonder about that is because if they were getting ready to sell a microsoft 
was this just a good fill-in for PlayStation because it's taking a year for them to do this. So maybe it was just good timing and a good observation. But what, what do you make of all this as the uh, certified PlayStation guy here? Well, I I don't know. Maybe it was just phrasing. But I wouldn't say that Discord was ever getting ready to sell to Microsoft. They were in conversations, but business conversations yes. happen all the time. Yes. No, you're good. You're good. I just no, Please keep me on my toes. Some people do think that that. (laughs) some people do think that they were like, what happened? And it's honestly, I mean, my perspective is that Microsoft probably was there a number that was leaked about how much Microsoft offered them? I think it was 10 billion, 10 billion. Yeah. I'm uh, guessing discord. Yeah. I'm guessing they saw that and they were like, uh, no, like it's a lot of money to turn down. I guess they think they can get more, right? That's the uh, that's the assumption. Yeah, like that's that's oh. what I think. And I'm like, man, they, there must be deals that I just am not thinking of right now. I think, gaming. I think Discord is potentially just in its infancy right now, as far as how big uh, it's going to get. As far as because now. Uh, I saw this the other day. My friend was telling me that they, so they're not even, they're kind of shifting their marketing to be less just gaming focused. And I've heard of numerous examples of Discord uh, being used outside of gaming. Schools using Discord, businesses using Discord. They have a great communication platform that goes beyond just text. Uh, and chat, but uh, I mean, we're using this to record our show yeah, Discord right week. now. Um, and obviously, there's a high level of integration and customization with Discord. And really, I could see them in the next few years become a major competitor to even Slack. So, I, yeah, I am not surprised that they think that they're worth a lot more than 10 bill. So, it, was this planned from a, a long time ago? My gut says not likely. To me, the PlayStation 5's feature set is lacking and doesn't have didn't have communities, and they probably just didn't see very many engagement with communities on PS4. So that's why they didn't bring it over to PS5, and they just weren't gonna. You know, they're they're cutting it off on PS4 as well. But no, I'm I'm really happy about this because Discord, what their strength should be is the fact that they're available on as many platforms as possible. I'd love to see Discord be on Xbox as well and Switch. Bring it to everything. Having one universal communication platform for mm. all platforms is fucking awesome. And that's why I'm so happy that Microsoft didn't buy them. I wouldn't want Sony to buy them either. I want them to to remain independent and continue to do what they do best without being, you know, attached to the hip by a platform. So, yeah, I agree entirely. Very well said. I'm glad that they're remaining independent as well. I think that allow. I think that's the best way for getting everyone to work together is if one place solely doesn't own them. I get why Microsoft would go and try to get them because they just like to, you know, make everything their own little tool and fuck around with it. But, um, yeah, I think overall this is a really wise move by PlayStation. Now, I wanted to ask more questions about this Discord app on Xbox, and I, I, I should have actually thought to just download it and look myself. 
So can you? Carrick had said you can you can download a Discord app on Xbox, correct? And no, Edge. On Edge. Ed, no, the Edge browser, the, the Edge browser that's in the testing ring for Xbox does about fifty percent of Discords so far. That's okay. All. So you couldn't say which, which is why a... most people are assuming Discord will be working faster on Xbox than it will be on PS5 because mm. most likely they're if if they they want a competitor they'll do they'll go through Edge and the reason why Edge is because it's a browser and therefore compatibility is not required for an app different things it's just the browser which Microsoft already controls and Microsoft now with the deal that they have with Rainway to get like low latency stuff the idea is that most likely they'll try to tie everything into the browser and so you know if you are on the tablet discord just works inside your browser on edge if you're on your xbox works on edge i don't want to mm-hmm. only care that microsoft if they go this route they crater their own voice systems if sony has it goes this route crater your own voice systems i developers already We'll have to figure out how to get everything to work together. I do not want two voice systems on a on a platform. That makes no fucking sense. It's what we deal with. By the way, in a weird way, it's what we're already dealing with right now with PC and a console with Discord. So it's like you have your PSN and then you have your Discord on PC or what have you, and you have to decide who you're gonna you know who you're gonna talk to. I don't want the same thing happening on the consoles. I want the consoles to crater their shit. If they're gonna go with Discord, I have no issues with that. Other than Discord does have a ton of privacy problems. And Discord servers suck giant flaccid penis. Discord has consistently lost signal in the last couple months. And there were people bringing that up saying they need to make sure that they've figured out a way to keep their servers up. Because if their servers die, that is one completely separate company, completely separately, that will be tied into an OS completely separately from the main company. Which hasn't really happened before. Well, isn't that Meaning, why you'd want? If you're sorry, I was cutting you off. Keep going. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just gonna say I when I, what I was thinking was this is probably why you wouldn't want them to create their own chat services because let's say Discord does go down or or God forbid there's something that goes horribly wrong that shuts down chat across what you would imagine is all of gaming. Yeah, right. But leave them both up. Can you imagine the difficulty of understanding which one you're trying to even do? Yeah, I just think the, the amount of there'd be how many volume sliders? There's already two volume slide three on the Xbox controller. No, there's two controller. No, there's three side banding and in the main volume. Then you have like a discord volume. You've got your PC volume. You've got like you've got your browser volume. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, no, no, it's a console. It's exactly the opposite of what I want. I want Sony to say we're backing discord 100 percent. And we already know because of people we've talked to, we were on a podcast with somebody who basically stated they know for sure that Discord is going to business. We yeah, had a visitor on here. Yeah. And and by the way, that's open now and out. So it's not like secret data. But we were told yeah. a long time ago that, yeah, that that's the, that's the plan. So I'm happy for this as long as we don't have two. <laughs> I just, which would be four if I had an Xbox with two and a PS4 with two. I just want one. I want to be able to go... Maddie is somewhere in the world, and I don't give a fuck what platform he's on. Oh, makes sense. Like that's what I want. Yeah. So, that's that's my hopes. Cross my fingers. Crossing everything, including our giant. Sorry, one last thing. Oh, go on. 
Discord, yeah. Discord lets you stream <laughs> to your own Discord, you know, and all that stuff. I, no, we got it. Yeah, but we we need to make sure that that's the tag, giant flaccid penis. That's but fine. Fine I think me. it would be awesome. Don't on Twitter, we, don't. <laughs> yeah, if we could, I want to be able to stream to the groups too. Like I love Discord streaming service. I don't use it as much as I should, but the ability for me to stream a game inside of a group. They've got their new chat thing that they're doing, which is like uh, Clubhouse and Twitter's fleet thing or whatever. They've got the new um, chat Discord thing that they've got. They just added them groups where you can basically control who can talk. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do in there. So I hope it all gets pulled together. All right. We now have more news to go over, such as Lost Judgment got revealed today, Friday, May 7th, on what they're calling Judgment Day, which I, I kind of like that. So I never played the first Judgment, so I apologize if certain things that are, I don't know, in the game uh, are exciting to me, but I did plan on playing it this summer. So Sega announced this, and uh, one thing that they confirmed alongside it, by the way, that is is noteworthy entirely, is that Yakuza will continue as a turn-based franchise whereas Judgment will be the action franchise. I don't know how I feel about that entirely, but I have to play Judgment 1 to get into that a little bit more because I don't know. I also need to play Like a Dragon, which I have on my shelf, because I don't know if Like a Dragon's turn-based combat is good enough to be the future of that series, especially when I really liked the beat-em-up combat from the original games. Um, anyway, Lost Judgment... Yakuza series executive director Toshiro Nagoshi said will expand Yagami's story as he deals with the fallout from a guilty verdict handed down in Japanese court. According to Yagami's Japanese voice actor Takuya Kimura, um, not only will the game's main character contend with a grim murder, he'll also have to uncover a local uh, go undercover at a local high school, which will allow for a variety of storytelling elements, including comedy, which I think actually can present something kind of interesting because you saw him skateboarding, walking the dog. Um, it says they're getting combat upgrades, so they're actually going to have multiple fighting styles. Crane, Tiger, and now Snake is the new one. Uh, investigations are improving. Yagami will have new stealth and traversal options when looking for clues, so they showed wall running. They showed uh, grabbing of pipes. Um, they also showed that uh, he can dance now. Um, there will be school stories. And side missions. This game looks amazing. I feel like a fool for sitting out for so long on the first one. Um, but I want to know, Carrick, as someone I, I, I do know you've played this game, how excited are you for the sequel? I'm super excited for a sequel. I'm not excited for the Switch. Graphic, uh, gameplay Switch. Yeah, I agree. I don't, Dude, I don't know how I, I hate feel. the I idea. It, of that. I think it's too rash. I think it's too quick. We're technically like a cop in judgment, so they're going to let you run around beating up schoolgirls willy nilly with not in turn based. But in Yakuza, which is a crime based game, they're going to have you go turn based. It just it doesn't. I have to see the games, but I I thought it was fun, but not nearly as good as Yakuza's real time stuff. Mm -hmm. I liked I liked the real time stuff. I turn based is good. It's just dude, it, like Yakuza to me means over the top. I mean, that's what meant for. And again, I got into it late. Maybe other people who played it for a long time are bored of it. I think that, that could, could be, be that. It. Maybe it they. Because be, it used to be a PS2 series, yeah, and PS3. 
So, dude, yeah, that's been around old, for a while. Right? It really picked up popularity now for many folks. I Judgment, started with Kwame. I don't know. Started with Kwame. I also don't know how Yakuza's crazy, over the top, real time crotch over a fucking light pole to you know hit you in the nuts kind of battle works in judgment over time because it's not going to be as crazy do you get my drift like mm -hmm. some of those moves are going to saddle away from the nuts that we saw in yakuza and that to me is the juice of yakuza that's i yeah i don't know man i don't know i i'm really not excited about that switch yeah i'm not either um Maybe I'll feel a little different when I play it, but just because I think they have a proven formula where um, I remember they said they were going to wait and see and maybe Like a Dragon did way better as a turn-based game. Did insanely well. From what I understand, it also did insanely well, like sales-wise. Yeah. And so that that could be it. And if they could do more where they could, you know, because a lot of people, um, no, because it's a pretty heavily animated game, so I, I doubt it. But I was just thinking, you know, turn base usually allows a lot of companies to do multiple characters, more, maybe yeah, multiple characters, choices, stuff like that. You just it's kind of synonymous with that type of design. So maybe that's where they can take it, where it will develop more of a story and design DNA than what we're imagining now, based off what we know. Uh, we're just like a dragon was an experiment, but. I don't know, just like Kiryu was all beat him up, maybe this new protagonist is going to be all turn-based, and that's the philosophy behind it. Not quite sure. Dustin, I don't know if you've played any Judgment. I'm pretty sure you haven't, but are you interested in that, and did you like what you saw, if anything at all, on Lost Judgment, the sequel? Um, it's It looks interesting, uh, but no, I, I actually didn't even see the full trailer. I just saw that it got announced. I saw, Um, I guess one thing we haven't mentioned is that Judgment has now been re-released a playstation 5 version of the, or is yeah. it ps5 and series x and series both x. yep okay it good gets, yeah enhanced yeah. cool yeah so that's out there if you want to check it out that's definitely what i would play my favorite but... yakuza game too oh mm. judgment is your favorite yeah judge it is yeah judgments i, okay. I think is legitimately better than yakuza and i loved yakuza but judgment is perfectly paced like dustin like none of the i mean there's filler but not near as much as some of the yakuza games can get and it's just good i mean it was like a good story a good not as crazy obviously but dude what was the weird thing that came, comes to mind with me for this game is that when i was at e3 um i remember walking by the sega booth and the actor that plays that guy the the main character in judgment was there oh. and he it's like one of those things where he looks just like he does in the game only it's real <laughs> yeah. life so it was like really freaky and if i remember too he speaks like perfect english as well so it was, it was and i think when oh. i played the game is it all in japanese no that actually had a dub no that one's got a dubs a dub sorry dub Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm confusing. I remember there was something about that was like, well, I'm not expecting you to speak perfect English, but maybe not. Maybe I'm confused. But either way, I saw him in person. It was a weird since he's a a video game character or was to me. <laughs> um, but do you guys remember how the the one character in that game got busted for cocaine? Yeah, in the Japan? Japanese actor for the main character. I thought it was. Yeah. So like the That's first. That's why there's print... no karaoke, by the way. Oh, 
Interesting. Yeah, there's no care because he's gone. They didn't have enough money to pay the guy to re-sing all the songs. So oh, they, so that part of the game is missing. Well, sorry, you were going to say something. Though. I was going to say the thing though is if you have the first print of the game in Japan, yeah, it's it's out there. That's the only way you could play it is an unpatched first print. They they were able to take it out before the English version came out. So it's that's always interesting to me that there's those copies. Copy those rare first print copies that have it so yeah I, I, weird do you guys however <laughs> oh i'm sorry no i was just gonna say i wonder if as a collector i, I wonder if that's something that actually goes up in price because I, I wonder the same thing with cyberpunk and i know it sounds crazy but like i wonder if just unpatched cyberpunk games are are like in physical physically printed like playstation cyberpunk games like if they're going to be worth something because they, they took it off the digital storefront it's the only way you can get it and if one day they fix everything I think about that sometimes if it's going to just go up a little bit, like a I definitive kind of version thing. kind of uh, idea. But sorry, I I cut you off now. What were you going to say? No fucking clue what I was going to say. Well, um, but it doesn't matter. Good games. See it. Oh, I was going to say it's weird how each nation has their own thing. The Japanese have a thing against drug use that is completely considered pedestrian in America. Dude, I'd snort oh, cocaine yeah. off of prostitutes, but... And a cop would be like, dude, ha -ha, don't do it again. Get back home. And in Japan, they're like, you're out. You're out. And and then and Europe is big on um, violence, where we show violence. So it's just, it's so crazy how each nation, and then Australia just is like, fuck you. You can't do oh. anything. You can't even <laughs> ship goldfish to us. You just have to so survive. It, <laughs> That's it. You just have to survive. Yeah. Y your game, baby, you've been playing since the moment you got here. Good job. <laughs> By the way, Such there is a jump button. You can only jump as high as you really can in real life. Enjoy. Yeah. Australia's Dude. sort of fucked. And here's shitty internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If anybody's in Australia, I'm dissing on your place. But seriously, you're fucked, man. Get in a boat. Come over here. You can stay Damn. at my place. Yeah. What were you going to say? Speaking of the different cultural things, I I went to Paris because my uncle was living there for a bit when I was in second grade. Wow. And I remember being like, whoa, there's titties everywhere out, out here all the time. <laughs> Holy right. shit. As a, and okay, this was in I was in second grade and Holy I was like, fuck. what's going on? There's there's a girl on this magazine that's out in the public everywhere. It's one single titty out. Wow. And Dude, even like be, you'd yeah. go and you you'd see ads. Early awakening. You, yeah. Well, wow. I mean, maybe. I remember. No, but like the the uh, the casualness of the nudity there was way yeah. culturally different uh, than here. So, yeah, but I'm sure In Japan, you were... their handling of nudity is different, which is why we have the weird, you know, pornography and censorship that they Dude. have. Dude. There's a documentary on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's all about uh, Japanese idol culture and how mm. there's like, oh, men that are like all the way from like late 20s to 60s older that become obsessed with these teenage girls and it like like idols and they have their own like it, dude. It is fucked. Let me tell you, like it is. It's one of those things where it's like we don't want to be judgmental of other cultures, but this is like right. some weird I had a look on my face stuff. where I was getting judgmental and I saw myself in the Discord and I was like, knock it off. That's I mean, every nation's got their their I don't their think things. we're being judgmental. It's just like I think you you guys I were was. sharing stories. Oh. Well I don't dude I don't care. Yeah, you know, at that point because I was like, that's so that gross or weird. But then I'm like, 
yeah, no, I get you. I get yeah. you. I get you. Maybe it's you something be we don't nowadays. <laughs> you really do. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's something we don't understand. Like, there's parts in the documentary where like, God, men will pay for a meet and greet, and like a big part of the meet and greet is being able to like, like do this extended handshake. And I'm like, are yeah. these dudes like they hand they do the handshake with this 14 year old and they're just like rocking a full erection? Like, what is the mm, what is the the motivation here? It's yeah. it's it's weird, dude. It's um it's reflected in their games. You know, it's certainly I mean, and it's yeah, reflected so. <laughs> in we talk about Eurojank. Development's different where like maybe QA for something is different depending on what nation you're in and levels of expectations for like how software gets made and all that kind of, I mean, it's different for each nation. It's actually, that's why I'm so happy gaming. You can get everything because I grew up in territory restricted shit. Japanese stuff wouldn't play. Like how many times uh, like I had like fake, I had a fake Sega Saturn or not fake, but I had a Japanese Sega Saturn and a European Sega Saturn because they wouldn't play American Sega Saturn games, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's cool the, that we, I think now everything's region unlocked, right? P- PS4, you just made a account, even the Vita. Look at that. Switch. Oh, wait a minute. Switch is not actually. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure Switch is, no, is Switch? I don't know. Which I don't import locked? many games. I know it's not the only thing it's about, but I don't import many games. The reason the Vita was right. significant to me is because when my girlfriend got me the, the Persona 4 dancing Vita, I was like, I, eh, well, that's we why go. I actually keep the Vita because Dustin had something, but that was Vita, not oh, Switch. No. I, I forgot. Keep I thought the, he just had a keep, keep the Vitas close. Uh, it's like blending in here. The TV and two Vitas. TV, two Vitas. Was that the Vita, the slim one? Was that the one that you were saying, like, should I just buy this thing because I feel like it's going to, like, I need another one? Didn't you yes. say on the show, like, you wanted one just because... Ellen, me. Yeah. Because he yeah. and I were doing the podcast. I think you said, like, you, you felt you needed another one just in case. Like This, is, a, go this is from Japan. Oh. Maddie, I didn't tell you about this. Oh. A fan... Sorry for the listeners. I really quickly got to tell you, Maddie, though. A listener of Sacred Symbols from japan offered to help me acquire this it's beautiful. and i paid him for it i paid for shipping all that but got me this 120 dollars for a that's blue a, vita that's a great price he got me he helped me get uh the japanese uh persona three and five dancing that are only available physically in japan you can't play them in english but i'm glad i have them they're cool to have and danganronpa v3 oh. just because that's hard to get I just it's cool to have the Japanese copy. Fuck yeah. Anyway. That's awesome. We're nerds, Maddie. Indeed. But it's okay. Lost Judgment coming out September twenty fourth this year. All right. One more bit of news. Just um just a little okay. update on what's going on with Final Fantasy Integrate. One of the stranger names. And and it also leads into what's going on, of course, with the uh the sequel. Um, so pretty much we got some, some new information on this and it's been kind of spotty on, on how it's being described because people are still kind of confused on what it is. Um, and what's great about this news is, is that now we're starting to understand there's a part one, there's a part two. Um, so let's start off with integrate itself. Um, which is once again, for those who don't know, arriving June 10th, it's been confirmed. It's a timed PS five exclusive. And that'll be for at least half a year, according to the end of a trailer. So it follows Yuffie um, 
and it will the, the original Final Fantasy game didn't catch up with two until after Cloud leaves Midgar, which um, they've confirmed now that after Integrate ends, that is where Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will pick up. The trailer shows a new mini game. It's an auto chess style battler um, based on Fort Condor. There is also new story details where we see Yuffie and Sonon infiltrating Shinra. Um, there's a lot of combat in this trailer. Toward the end of the trailer, reveals a new mysterious character, Nero, who wears the face mask and devilish wings of the antagonist from Dirge of Cerberus. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff happening here. And I'll grab the other section, which talks more about Final Fantasy VII Remake's second part. But for the integrate side of things with Yuffie and the new mini games and sort of what's being offered here, I just want to get a gauge of, of where both of you sit on this one because I'm excited. I, I, I liked Final Fantasy VII Remake a lot. I thought it was a really strong game. Um, I think they are, are, are teetering on the edge of Kingdom Hearts territory, now bringing in Dirge of Cerberus, um, and we're seeing Crisis Core elements, and we see, of course, the original game. So I'm a little worried about all of that. I will air that, but I I think they did really well with the first part outside of those side quests um, and the combat at times can feel a little sticky would be the right definition, I think. Um, but what do you gents make of this and some of the light new details we got as I get the part two stuff ready? Whoever would like to go first. Go ahead, Dustin, because I understood maybe three words. That he said that entire fucking time. I don't even know what integrate is. I don't even know what he's talking about right now. Are we talking about Final Fantasy VII Part Two or a completely different thing? So and is it called integrate now? Integrate is the expansion slash DLC, which is coming with the re-release on PlayStation Five of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So it's separate, and you play as Yuffie and her friend Sonon. And it's okay. a whole little story with new mechanics and whatnot. That's all on you. I, I don't even know the names he's fucking talking about. I, I forgot everything about Final Fantasy VII. Right. Except for no jump. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even remember the names. Well, well, well. That's <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Dustin. You go no. for it, girl. I am I am excited for uh, the Yuffie DLC. I won't be playing the game again just because I recently replayed through the whole game again for the Sacred Symbols spoiler cast. Uh, the updates sound nice. And what are they? Uh, it's like sixty FPS, higher resolution, oh, okay. stuff like that. Okay, the, the cool. standard PS Five upgrade treatment. Um. I think the Yuffie DLC is that twenty bucks, right, Manny? Let me get the exact price, but yes, that 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 is. Um, I want to say yes for now, but let me just right get that for you. If you okay. buy it, if you buy the PS5 version, just on disc, it automatically comes with it. Yes, that's where it gets confusing. Oh. They gave it away. Wait here, we'll clear this up, crystal clear for the audience. If you bought the game digitally or on disc, twenty bucks when it came out, whenever. Uh, you get the integrate upgrade for free, but not the UV DLC. If you got the game on PlayStation Plus, no upgrade. I remember this shit. Right. Now I remember this. It's, okay. It's pretty gotcha. fucking dumb. I'm going to be honest. It's That's pretty fucking now, dumb. Yeah. Here's my question. 
will people that have the PS Plus version be able to upgrade in any way? Can they pay to upgrade? To me, it always made sense that maybe a good middle ground would be if you have the PS Plus version, if you buy the Eufy DLC, then you get the upgrade. That seems it's twenty dollars. You're paying for the the DLC. Throw you a bone. Here's the the upgrade. But then you would have to have some kind of technical level in the back end of PlayStation that I just don't think is possible. <laughs> so it's a mess. I think we talked about this because I'm pretty sure that question you asked when the game, when that was first shown at whatever event this was shown at, I'm almost sure we all sat and that question popped up. Right. Would a person who had the PSN version do the actual upgrade? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. Uh, This comes from Game Rant. One final thing Square Enix revealed is that owners of Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation 4, not including those who received the game through PlayStation Plus last month, will be able to upgrade to a PlayStation 5 version of the game for free when it launches June 10th. Through the inter, though the intermission DLC will need to be purchased separately for twenty dollars. So, okay, That's no matter fine. who you are, unless you are just buying the new PS5 version physically, I believe that has it. But otherwise, the DLC, yeah, the DLC is going to be twenty bucks. Pretty and the DLC upgrades. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Or you're not saying that. Yeah, you can't upgrade yeah. for okay. free if you got it through PS Plus. It's really weird. Because here's the thing. is I know if we're, con- if we're sitting here trying to parse through this and pick it apart and figure exactly. it out, then a lot of people are going to be confused. Not because we're egotistical, but because if we're fucking confused and this is our jobs, then there are people who are like, uh, what's going on, right? Like, it's it's baffling. It just – sometimes they, they, you, you feel like these companies should just integrate. the cost. It's called integrate. Oh yeah, of course. Dude. No, I don't think we sometimes think that. I think we always think that, yeah. right? Shouldn't they? I mean, they like. I feel like for the simplicity and the mar- and the marketability of the DLC, you should just eat the cost because it makes no fucking sense at times. Yeah, like, we we've talked about Dude. this twice and we've had to dig both times because it's like, wait, are we? What's the? Because we obviously don't want to give our audience false information. That's why, like, when Dustin was like, "Is it 20 I'm like, "Let me double check." Um, but you know, it, like. There's so much, there's so much uh, overlapping of info that it's it's fucking confusing. Like, giving it away for free doesn't benefit you as a PR move if you're not going to be able to upgrade it and then get the DLC through that. Like, that doesn't sell more DLC. That just makes people buy the game again. And they're like, I already fucking played it. I don't need the DLC that bad. So I just think it's a really weird move by them. Dude, Manny, this industry sometimes, often has marketing Oops. level problems that make no sense. Yes. Like, this is one of them. Troll the, and 505. Yeah. yeah, dude. My favorite one is Nintendo and the the DS. Like, n- there's Nintendo DS. It plays DS games. There's Nintendo 3DS. It plays 3DS games and DS games. Nintendo 2DS plays 3DS and DS games. But it's different even though it's 2D. It's different than the regular DS. And then there's Nintendo 3DS XL which plays all of those games. But wait, there's more. There's new Nintendo 3DS. And then there's new Nintendo 2DS. New Nintendo <laughs> 2DS XL. Ah. Oh, my God. It's like, it's here's so the problem. Like, and you think about that, too. It's like, imagine the poor fucking grandma that goes into Walmart 
and wants to buy a a game for her her you know her grandson her granddaughter whatever and is like i know he's got one of them ds's and the guy at the store is like which one which one the ds the 2ds the 3ds the new Actually, 2DS, feel worse the for new the salesman because the grandmother only has that experience once the salesman imagine that experience 8000 times do you know what i if i was a salesman i would make a spreadsheet and like ask the company if we could like post and say like what compatibility you know what works with what and and be able to post that fucking thing like somewhere at walmart dude Okay, this is related but unrelated. Have you ever been in a GameStop? Maybe you're waiting in line and you can hear an employee talk to somebody and they say something that is totally wrong about a game oh, sure. or a or a product and you're like the uh you're like that meme of the puppet monkey that's like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like looking around like yeah. like I've heard some just like specifically I've heard once like do you want to they were like talking about like Mar or uh Cuphead. They're like this. This was years ago. So I was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to get that on Xbox or PS4?" And the person I think automatically said Xbox. I'm like, "Well, it's a good thing they didn't want it on PlayStation because it's not doesn't exist on PlayStation. Oh, it's not even on there." And I'm not asking for absolute perfection from employee. Everyone makes mistakes, mm-hmm. but I've also heard like people describe games completely inaccurately when people are trying to look for a recommendation. I'm like, what are you talking about? If you don't know, just say you don't know. Like that's perfectly acceptable answer, but yeah, it reminds me of the time I was at GameStop and um, I was with a girl I was dating at the time, and as a joke, not as a, it was a, as a joke. This guy from GameStop he, he comes up to me, and he was serious. He was just like, uh, you know, do you need any any game recommendations? He knew what I did for a living. So, part of me, if this comes across egotistical, but I imagine if I'm doing game reviews and discussions and news uh, for a living, I have a pretty pretty wide taste and i you know i i think i'm familiar with the game catalog and he comes up to me and he's just like do you need help uh picking anything out do you want to uh do, do you want game recommendations i'm like yeah i think he knows well enough he addresses me by name every time i'm there he asks about the content so he seemed invested i'm like uh, you're sarcastic i'm like oh yeah dude like what games you got like i don't know i don't know what to get and he starts fucking listing them off and i'm like oh shit i was like now now i'm stuck so that's what i get for being sarcastic but yeah, these uh, these employees will eat you alive, man, for just doing their job. All right. Last but not least, patron questions to wrap up the show. We got a decent amount this week. Nothing too bad. And, of course, just like every time, Discord likes to refresh. Okay, that was quick. Pen and Pant is up first. What up, ham boys? What are y'all's favorite console redesign and why? My favorite is the PS2 Slim because it's so tiny. You can take it pretty much anywhere. Bonus question. Are there any locations such as restaurants or stores that y'all have a nickname for? For example, I call Buffalo Wild Wings B-dubs. I think they've incorporated that into their marketing. So that's not... I thought that was their thing. Yeah, I always call them B-dubs. I got a really funny one for the bonus question. I think it's funny. You guys might like roll your eyes and be like, this guy's an idiot. It comes I mean, from you know, my. I just hear what I said about GameStop, and it was just a dead silence. I mean, come on, it can't be much worse than that. So not... what? Well, I chuckled. No, it was I mean, straight yeah. face. Like you would have thought I shot Carrick's firstborn or <laughs> something. It? Like he was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect me to do? You were dissing Bell- on some belly laugh. Fucking, fucking gas me up. Bro. I'm just joking. I have... <laughs> no, I no. I mean, I I saw the irony. I saw the irony. Yeah. 
No, I'm so I'm, I'm playing fun. My a good friend of mine when we were in college, he's like, "Oh yeah, you want to go over to Sneaky Ron's? What the fuck is Sneaky Ron's? He's like, you know, McDonald's, like Rick, Ronald McDonald. He's a creepy guy. Sometimes you eat a bunch of McDonald's. <laughs> it <laughs> sneaks funny. up on you. It works, Sneaky oh, Ron's. It works. So to this day, I, I every once in a while I'll be like, mm. I'll I'll be like, haul it, tell home. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go Sneaky Ron's today. So it may, it's one of those things. Someone hears it like Carrick connected the dots, you know, sneaky Ronald McDonald. But uh, it's just it's obscure. Oh, I almost said Burger King because Sneak King is that their game. Oh, admitted true. For just a second, I thought I was like, oh, Burger. Uh, oh, of course, it Ron is. Dude, you can't tell me that's not a creepy ass fucking mascot, man. The Burger King. Oh, it's Ronald. It, yeah. It, well, both, both, both. Absolutely both. Absolutely both. Burger, both of them are creepy as fuck, man. As a kid, shit, like they show clowns or whatever. It's like, why? They're all scary. Yeah. Cool. How did they ever become like mascots? I don't get it. The fucking Burger King dude is legit creepy. Did you guys see the commercials when that was mm-hmm. a big deal? Yeah. When Sneak King would be like in the chick's bed. And I i don't like the plastic look. I, there's a term for it, but there's like that plastic face. Look. Oh, ah. Mm-hmm too creepy for me i'm a wussy when it comes to that we don't have any names for any of that shit what was his first question yeah i don't have any names outside of b-dubs but favorite console redesign and why mine's probably the game boy advance sp never bought a console redesign Mm. that that one for sure that was sp is good yeah that is very good did you know it stands for special i thought it was like that sounds familiar but it's Game Boy Advance. Special. I thought it was like single player. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I thought it was all these secret terms. It's special. I thought it stood for something. It was capital S, capital P. But it's yeah, it's Game Boy Advance special. And uh, yeah, the the one with the AGS one hundred one. I think it is. That's the one with the backlit screen and uh, looks really nice. Pearl blue color. I love that mm. console a lot. Really good compared to especially the initial Game Boy Advance where you needed to have the plug in lamp that would like have the curly wire. And I had on one, top. man. I yeah. did too. I remember playing yep. like Super Mario Advance on it and just like squinting. I'm like, what the fuck? I can barely see this shit. You had to get the I right. I couldn't angle. go outside at all because yeah. it like it was just all fucked up light wise. Yeah, dude, I remember that. Yeah. So that's why to me, the Game Boy Advance was uh, SP was just fucking revolutionary. I was like, I could play outside. I could play in bed. This is incredible. Like, I can, I can do, I can game wherever I want. It was like that awakening for me. So this is my pick for sure. I will shout out the Xbox 360 redesign. Mm. I remember getting one, and part of the the plan, my dad really did me a solid because they announced it was the is it the Xbox 360 S? They did three. I'm talking about Gen two. This is the black one that had the touch button. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the the slim model. Um, yeah. With the built-in hard drive instead of like having it be a clip. It was actually like in right. the system. Yeah. So as as with many, I was a sufferer of the red ring. Mm-hmm. And so Microsoft did fix it, which was great, but it didn't mean anything long term. And so when they announced the redesign, my dad was like, hey. Let's go trade in your Xbox, and if you got any games, that'd be great. And I'll just, I'll just cover the rest, so you don't have to deal with this thing failing on you again. And I was like, yeah. thank you. This was, it was so great. That's I was awesome. so, I was happy. 
I, so, got, I got mine late enough to avoid that, fortunately. But right, I dude, mine. I gotta say my least favorite console redesign that comes to mind. I hate the PlayStation Four Slim. I hate it, and I hate the look of the PS Four Pro. They both look like like shitty pancake flabs stacks on stack i just hate them dude the original ps4 design was so much better also oh now i just thought of the original xbox one dude xbox one s that is a great redesign but it's also coming from one of the worst looking consoles ever i'm excited i can guarantee the playstation 5 redesign it could be a honking pile of shit and i'd be hyped for it because that will be the greatest console redesign of all time because i hate the base ps5 I hate how do that you, shit looks. Do you, so wait, Maddie. Unnecessary comparison time. Base PS5 versus base Xbox One. Oh, for Christ's sakes! For me, that's base PS5 is way worse. Yeah, I th- really. I think, I think base Xbox One is is better than the base PS5. Yeah, at least wow. the, uh, Xbox yeah, is by... a box. Maybe I'm just traditional, but it's you know this, this PS5 man. PS5 it's... is legit the worst fucking design I've ever seen. And by the way, I, I don't buy any so console redesigns. I will wow. get one most likely for the wow. PS5. This thing is a fucking monstrosity. My wife <laughs> made me buy those stickers to get the white to go away. She's like, "This is the fucking ugliest box I've ever." And I have shit. I have Skylanders and fucking wires. And my wife would pick out the PS5 and be like, "Smash that." But doesn't even she's not even like that. It's just, dude, it looks like it looks like it's going places it shouldn't go. It always looks like it's getting up and ready to run off to like Crown of Sauron. It's like half it's fucking like this. Oh, it's it's so confusing. It's just confusing to look at. I hate it. I think you okay, I can respect disliking the PS5. That's fine. I'm kind of mixed on it. Sometimes I think it looks good, sometimes I think it looks bad. But Saying that it's it's worse than the Xbox One, that's that's crazy to me. Xbox but, One's know. just a, just a rectangle, so I'm okay with it, dude. It's it's it so has fucking no boring. Or no, what do you call it? It's a it, chunky yeah. I, hunk of plastic. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I, no, when I, I see I the original Xbox One, it enrages me. And here's the thing, my my point, my counterpoint. Okay. I would rather something be ugly and outrageous than ugly and boring personally you must like that episode spongebob where he's like i'm ugly and i'm proud you know what i'm talking about oh no no do you not am i the only he's batting zero for a hundred man yeah is this has been, been a fucking rough just... episode man i just not... can't get a reference caught i just can't it's been tough out of here it's like do you guys even know okay let's talk about the oilers i'm like dude i've never seen baseball like, oh fuck it whatever I'm, i quit <laughs> Oh, shit, see? Dude, Oilers to me is football, by the way. Dude, it's that fucking big. It's the size of your penis, fully erect. It's only that big. I can barely see it. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm trying to buy. Why can't I find on my phone? I'm going to search while we do this. I'm trying to find Baldur's Gate. I want to have that shit downloaded when I come home. Here it is. I think with the Xbox. um, Manny, no plat. The trophy list is fucked on that. And I don't even care about that. Oh, wait, really? Dude, Colin posted it during the show. It's like a trophy for beating it on each difficulty. And then there's some kind of like challenge mission or something. That's it. There's like five trophies, no platinum. 
I don't like I said. Why, does that bother? Does that bother people? That's such a fucking kick What's to the, the problem balls. with that, that? Sucks. It doesn't bother what me. What would you want it to have? I wanted to have a nice trophy. Oh, list. sorry, Dustin. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it does. It doesn't matter to me. Like a bad trophy list is not gonna stop me, especially now that I'm kind of completely out of the trophy game. But uh, for some people, this this will hurt their sales. For certain. Sorry, people. what I meant to ask was, what's wrong with? I don't understand what's wrong with that trophy list. What 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 should it be? One only one playthrough. Like five is that what you mean? Ten. Collect this rare and beat this boss. Do this in the play. Telling me you fucking want it. Hundred percent. Give me a full, what? It's charging me thirty bucks. Give me a full. Want it to list. fucking basically just say what? Dude, look. So level you five, don't, don't you already get told you're level five in the game? Why would you need a, a, a trophy to say you're level five again? Because it's oh it's, mark, it's marked in history now. It's a part of my account. It's mine to own. I love it. I love that shit. I'm still gonna fucking buy so, it. So so wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, that's okay because you want to beat it. Doesn't that make you want to play it again if it's got a trophy at the end of each difficulty? Or are you saying that doesn't work? I just for you? want I want the carrot at the end of the stick, right? I need a little. I want to. I want more. Like that's what this whole game is about. If you can give me another carrot, then it's double the carrots. What's farther away than the end of the game? Isn't that a carrot? But don't you want a carrot in the middle? If you have to beat a baby carrot, if you will. Take a little. Uh, this is the problem with carrots. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We just proved, dude. I've fucking no clue what we're even talking about. Like, I, I don't even think this way. I thought you were going to say it was good because for beating the game. What you're saying is you don't want one. You want ones for those too, though, right? Well, okay. Is I that should, what you're saying? I should specify this. If there was a platinum, it would be a little more redeemable. But to have just a trophy list in 2021 is kind of ridiculous. I've I, that's so rare that. I don't remember the last game that we actually seen do that, where it's just like, here's the trophy list. And it, well, I guess the other thing is these games aren't okay. short. There's stuff that happens, and there's stuff that you can discover. True that. So it's like, so would what, you want something like, that's if like Republic level twenty could have a platinum, warrior? Then, then yeah, exactly, because there's multiple classes. Like if Republic Commando could have a platinum, yeah, okay. Then why the fuck doesn't you. this? I don't know. That's weird. Huh. They didn't ask. That's apparently part of it. Is they probably. Didn't ask for a platinum, so they didn't get one. Right. Yeah, probably. Silly. I'll throw this in my review, because I'll be like one of five people reviewing it. Ina is writing in next. Howdy, boys. Longtime listener, new patron member. Welcome. Thank you so much for supporting all of you can, by the way. And we get a lot of questions about this. If you want to support, ask questions, go to my Patreon, sign off. That's what's tied to this show. I had a question for all of you. As of recent, old Bobby boy from Activision got his pay cut in half. Do you guys think this will be a trend in which we will see more of shareholders holding executives accountable for outraged wages? Um, they are currently on particular in the wet, particularly sorry in the West, i.e. Andrew Wilson. And will we see more salary cuts for mostly useless executives? Love you all. So yeah, we saw useless Bob, executives. Bobby Kotick uh, got his pay cut in half. I don't know if he's useless, right? Because he he's useless to us because we don't fucking care. But he's making them a lot of money. Um, but he did get his pay cut in half. I think he chose to do that. I was going to say, I don't think this was a reactionary, like, you're an asshole. We're cutting your pay. I, I'm pretty sure it was like a choice. And I really think based off... was a choice. I, I think based off bonuses he get, he's getting, he's making a lot of money anyway. Where if he retired tomorrow, he'd be fine. Like, it doesn't matter. So, not to shit on your question, Ina. I know it's your first time writing in. 
just wanted to say though that um sadly this is not a humbling act and the shareholders being like we're gonna put this guy down a peg i know no it's and you're right there's probably some other thing written into the contract too right 100%. that like all that money's you know bonused in some way <laughs> like we've seen that you know mm -hmm. it's like you can get a hundred dollars today or a dollar for a hundred days <laughs> and bobby's like uh, okay <laughs> let me let me put this into that. some perspective at least i want to know what you guys think about this because i i understand it's so easy to hate executives and basically people that make a lot of money that's the thing like if you make a lot of money then that's bad for some reason making a lot of money is bad it's associated with like thievery which it's like here's the thing for activision activision has the best-selling game every fucking year over and over and bobby kodak has been at the helm leading the ship for the best-selling game every year so clearly he's doing something right and his leadership is insanely valuable for a company that makes billions of dollars off their product hmm. so yeah he's gonna get paid a lot of money because he does a good job in making their shareholders lots of money yeah where's the mystery here i don't see it i don't get it i'm not trying to be mean to the i you know i i just i just don't understand like successful people are valuable they make a lot of people a lot of money therefore they get paid a lot. Yeah. Well, 1991. One of the longest CEOs in history as of right yeah. now. Obvious. Um, also, I'll add that uh, I think people are misconstruing what's actually going on. None of that money is going to workers. Mm -hmm. So the 50% being cut from him is not magically being sent to QA. Or will it increase most likely looking at the amount of money and the amount of employees they have? Will it, will it cause, you know, around the world pay raises so it is um it's cool that he did it that's pretty much all i have to say I'm, i would agree i think for the most part uh i think ceos are are, are overpaid it'll yeah, be something that takes a long time to figure out but i don't necessarily i'm not gonna laud somebody like i don't uh, just randomly saying this company is going to be worth less to work for isn't probably the one to do it because obviously like, like Dustin said, Bobby apparently must be very, very good because he that company has done very, very well. So you do have to look at that. And again, I think it's cool. He might be of the age where he's like, fuck it. Like, you know, he might be. I'm not saying it's for it's sure, but he might I, be of the uh, age where he's like, fuck it. I said in my, my CD Project Red cyberpunk video about when the board of directors uh, openly took $28 million to split amongst five people while they divided about the same amount amongst 800 people. Um, and I'm not of the mindset where these people who are running the company shouldn't get their payday. But when you have openly come out and said, we're supposed to be held accountable and we are responsible for forcing this game out. And then you pocket $28 million combined between five of you. That's when I start to have a bit of an issue because I think you cannot call for yourself to yeah. be accountable and hold yourself accountable and then take that money when you are the reason. And you have said that yourself we are the reason this game came out in a broken state where in the case of Bobby, he's just, I think he's kind of got bad taste. Like I've, I've gotten pissed on this show before about 
the the gift cards like i think that's the most ludicrous thing i've seen in a really long time in this industry like in terms of employee and and uh and executive treatment just just something on a whole other level of like thoughtlessness but in you know he's gonna get his money because he's running his company well uh it's it's that simple i guess my last thought on this as far as like are executives overpaid to me it just seems like there's a market there's a, a dollar amount on successful ceos he's paid that much because they want to keep him there because he knows that on the marketplace of other places he could go other people might be willing to spend that top dollar on having his talent in their company so to me that's just the market speaking if he's super super well paid it's because they want to keep him there and he could potentially go somewhere else and make a lot of money i don't know i just i'm i'm i noticed this trend over and over with bobby kodak and that was a weird thing for me to raise this up while I did it. I was like thinking, and then I raised, uh, I like ripped out my um. You and I are on an hour. My headphones cycle. at the same time. We, we switch every hour. But it was just a weird, a weird thing to see so many people hate on people just for making money. I don't know. I'm probably gonna get hate in the comments for defending this, but I don't know. I'd love for someone to change my well, perspective because- on it. Dude, I don't think it needs to be changed. I think that that's just currently the zeitgeist, which is that we laud people for trying, but we don't want them to do well when they do try. And that's the honest, like that is the way we celebrate the underdog story continually. Because if there's an underdog story, to get to that point, you're the underdog until you win. And then suddenly now you're the overdog, whatever the term may be. And we don't like that. We absolutely don't. Even though we celebrate it everywhere, personal coaches, it's like all these kind of things companies that do well we want the best superstar we want to get paid well and then the moment they do we're like well now we don't right now we that is absolutely a western ideal by the way that is not actually mimicked in multiple other cultures but that is currently our culture to and i agree with anybody who's saying scales are vastly fucked they are but the two things the two things can also be discussed absolutely like you can discuss those and say all right this guy's getting paid too much but we don't want to destroy him and these guys are not getting paid enough but what right. i hate is when they're like oh man we want to destroy this guy and then you're like okay does the money go to the workers no that just actually goes back into the company and you're like hmm i think what this question though i just want to point out to the person who asked it he may be asking it because i believe activision just shuttered a couple companies in the last six months and what does happen, I've noticed, is when those kind of things happen, then you do get that, like, well, why are they getting paid so much for one person? And, uh, but then that speaks to you. They do because they have been judged. Mm-hmm. So we want to be socialists or some fucking weird thing where we're like, we're like, what else do you do? Do you say there's a cap for what somebody can make? You could, I guess stories that that's a lot of are starting to go that route where they're starting to look into caps that like you know nobody can make over certain i think those people will lose their ceos oh, <laughs> at that point a yeah. ceo but okay well you know some other company offering me ten dollars more i'll just go to them um two final first of all maddie are you getting weird connection issues with carrick i was gonna or is say that just that. Me? yeah i was waiting for him to finish his sentence my... i was gonna say carrick's lagging a little bit on my end 
like you're you're cutting in okay. and out a little bit. You were you could, we could hear make out what you were saying, but you might need to I don't know pop in and out or something like that just because it is like you yeah. want me to do that. I would say give it a shot right just now because yeah, you were you were pretty in and out of that last sentence. Right. We'll see if the um that fixes him. Oh, <laughs> let him talk and then just drop. All right, am I back now? Um, yeah, you're still a little laggy. I don't know what am I? Yeah, I don't you know. you switch to uh, America Online dial up mid show. Yeah, like right when we started Uh-oh. the patron questions, did you start downloading something? Maybe. I know you want to play Baldur's Gate after this, but you're gonna you might have to pause that. My God, shut up! <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> Verify uh, uh, all the those. It open up. Wait a minute. I did put up a bunch of news stories. Bobby, maybe started talking oh. about Bobby. Oof. Is everything shut down? Am I saying my leggy? A little bit, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Mm. I was gonna do a Stevie Wonder song. I'm looking here. I don't have anything downloaded, so I'll just shut up. You guys answer the questions, and then whenever I want to speak, I'll raise my hand. You can tell me if I'm above five frames per second. Okay. Dustin, what were you going to say? The, just the very last thing is that, because I know that there's some people that will probably be frustrated with me, and that's totally fine. If you want to be critical about how extremely rich people spend their money being very frivolous, totally fine with that. I guess I just get frustrated when people hate the the way, like, the, the, the market, I guess. They hate the fact that people are valuable because they're very skilled. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Bobby... He, if you if you hate the, his yachts or his mansions or whatever or how you know he spends it whatever that's that's fine but there's you can't discount uh, the talent and the fact that he's he's clearly done a good job for Activision to the point that they want to pay him this much money to keep him there so okay final that's that's it yeah. no more Bobby Kodak he's also talented at being a piece of shit but I digress Sean Mason's up next yes. hey boys. During lunch, a group of my seventh graders play the game, Would You Rather? One question that a student got asked got me thinking about the ham crew and what they would say. So, would you rather sit on a warm toilet seat or a cold toilet seat? Best, Sean M. So, this is like two levels of discomfort, right? You sit on a cold, your ass freezes a little bit. It's just not, it's not a pleasant feeling. But if you sit on a warm one, you know someone's ass cheeks were just fucking there a second ago and and everything was happening. I'm going to go with cold because that means there was time for mental separation for me to be like someone may have been here. This may not have been cleaned. We're assuming this is a public restroom, I'm guessing. This may not have been cleaned yet, but my ass has not been on there within the last half hour that theirs was. What, what, where do you guys stand on this? Where Do, do, you, do you like a warm, a warm toilet seat, Dustin? Um... If it's warmed by someone else's butt, then no. Yeah. But I know that there's some advanced like bidets and toilet seats that you can that that do self warm. And that sounds appealing. Wow. That sounds appealing that. in the winter if it if it's uh you know electrically warmed. But hmm. I don't need someone else's butt heat transferring onto my butt. No. So I'm gonna say cold. Okay. Carrick, you have permission to speak. Choppy. Uh, right now, you're okay. Right now, you're no? visually choppy, but we'll, right. we'll see. Fine. So weird. I'm recording, so we can do mine too. Uh, have 
cold, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We have Lucas Nago up next. Hello, friends. First off, it's been a while since Noah was on the show. And, Maddie, I was wondering how he was doing. Uh, I actually I actually talked to Noah a decent amount. He's doing well. Um, and I've, I want to see if we can get him on one of these weeks. That would be fun. But I know Noah's also kind of fallen a little bit out of gaming. Like, not like a he doesn't game. He's just not like the hardcore gaming host that in the first 100 episodes you knew. Uh, but, yeah, Noah's been doing well. And it's really nice that you, you all are asking about him still to this day. It shows the strength of our, our heritage here on Ham Radio. Second off, as a Star Wars fan, I'm excited for the new games uh, we're going to get. My start into gaming was watching my dad play KOTOR 1 and 2 when I was super little. What would be your dream Star Wars game and who would it be made by? I'm going to skip this part, all right? You are, I, I don't need to say it again. Mine would be a game similar to Ghost Recon Wildlands, but clone commandos as your squad. It would be super fun, and they could do a lot with it. I would choose Respawn as the developer because they do great work, and they've already delved into Star Wars. Have a mediocre day, Lucas. What are you, uh, what's a dream Star Wars game, Dustin? Dustin, you're going to be going mm. first by default, just by, by connection default alone until sure. you start lagging. <laughs> Oh, this is difficult because I don't know. I sort of, we kind of got it like a, a Dark Souls Star Wars game with Jedi Fallen Order, but it wasn't bit. quite Soulsy enough for me. Mm. I would say, I think it's a great game. I thought it was a very good, um, but I do like the idea of a full on Souls Star Wars game. I don't, I always wanted a VR X-Wing game. And now we have that. And I wasn't even that into it, which is kind of sad. Not that the game's bad. I just didn't, it didn't really do a lot for me. But yeah, I, I don't know. I have to think about that some more. Carrick? Just so you know, I looked it up and it looks like Discord's having issues all over the world. So, okay. Oh, which is funny. It's PS4, Great PS5 timing. owners yep. are like, oh, God. No. <laughs> um, so. I've already answered this multiple times. Thirteen, thirteen seemed like probably the game wanted. Yeah, we do get a lot of that question. Open world, third person. Yeah, we get that question a lot, and that would be my answer. It hasn't really changed. I mean, a Kotor three, obviously, but those guys are gone. So I would, I would. Dude, they had the best people, right? Thirteen had Amy, Jesse Harlan doing the audio. Like, dude, they had a dream team. Yeah, that thing was going places. It had a dream team, so that would be my team. All right. Golden, golden, I said, Golden Goose up next. Howdy, Maddie, Carrick, and Dustin. I just went back and replayed Infamous Second Son to get the platinum, and I got to say, I forgot just how much reverence Sucker Punch has for the Sly Cooper franchises. They have references all over the place, including logos, paintings of the three main characters, and even the Thievius Raccoonus. My question is, do you think there's any chance Sucker Punch could go back and revive this series? I know it's kind of hard to ask a company to go back to a franchise they have moved past, but I feel like Sucker Punch loves the series enough to go back. Thanks, and can't wait to see more Maddie 2.0 videos. So yeah, this is a, this was a pretty big topic for me. I did a 25-minute breakdown of uh, the life and death of Sly Cooper is a video I'm really proud of. And if anyone's listening has yet to check it out, uh, I strongly encourage you to do so. It's, it's a video that I'm very confident you will enjoy um, no matter what kind of Maddie fan you are. But uh, yeah, I said in this video that uh, with the success of Ghost of Tsushima and now they're making a movie around it, that it's going to hit levels of success that I don't think Sucker Punch really ever knew was possible. And I think while 
they they didn't leave the job undone. They made three Sly Cooper games. They're three phenomenal Sly Cooper games. I just think that Sly Cooper is good enough to continue. But I don't think Sucker Punch needs to be the one who continues it. I think they're doing a really great job. I think Ghost of Tsushima was phenomenal. It was a top three game of the year for me last year. Uh, I know a lot of people it kind of snuck up on them because the game went really quiet for a while. Um, and it showed Sucker Punch still has it going on. I loved it way more than Second Son. I thought Second Son was pretty underwhelming. Not a bad game, but I just thought compared to what they've done, it felt very uninspired. Um, but I don't think Sucker Punch has to be the one to continue Sly Cooper. I just think someone should. I think the love for Ratchet and Clank is very clear. Like, it's very clear that there is an era of gamers who love that generation of mascot platformers. Uh, Ratchet's the most relevant because they've given them two fucking games now. Uh, I would love to see how Sly Cooper does nowadays without the technical hiccups that kind of plagued Thieves in Time. You know, the loading times, the frame rate dropped a lot. Um, You know, I thought Sanzaro did a great great job with with Thieves in Time, but um, I'd love to see another developer pick up this series and probably reboot it at this point. It's been long enough um, because these games are way too good, and this series is way too good to leave behind as far as I'm concerned. But... I'm very passionate on the topic, so I might be a little biased. Dustin, do you have? Do you are you a Sly Cooper guy? Never played Sly Cooper. Well, fuck. You have a Vita. I'd like what are you to. Doing? I know. Actually, I I downloaded it on this one, so yes. I may have to get to that at some point. Recommended. But uh, no, they're never. Sucker Punch is never making another Sly Cooper game ever again. Um, I'm not saying Sly Cooper is never coming back, but it's not coming back through uh sucker punch they're like like you said ghost of tsushima huge um and it's just like you don't go back to that we this discussion has happened over and over with naughty dog and jack and daxter it's just like you don't once you reach a certain level of prestige um with more how about above mascot platformers you don't normally go back to them Mm -hmm. um and that's okay because I think there are tons of really competent studios that could make fantastic uh, Sly Cooper. In fact, the last game they didn't make, right? Nope, it was Sanzaro. Yep. Was it, would you say that it was as good or not as good? I liked it a lot. I, there are some okay. flaws with it, but I liked it a lot for sure. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people stand. It was a really good game, but it just, it had some hiccups in its sure. story, which I think people care about less, but its tech side was a little underwhelming. But yeah, it was mm. it was definitely good enough to say like these guys could keep making Sly Cooper games. Now they're purchased by Oculus, so PlayStation would have to find someone else to do it, which is why I'm like they're more than likely gonna do a reboot if they ever went back to it. They were making a movie and a show for it too, and they they just quietly shut that down. The show was right. gonna be two, uh, I think it was 28 episode seasons, and they just pulled that off. It was animated, so you knew I was gonna watch that, and then um. Hopefully that would have led to a game. I don't know. Yeah. So PlayStation owns that that IP, right? I would I would imagine. Yeah. But that'd be a guess though. Yeah. Maybe at some point. Um I don't know. Right now, like they have their mascot platformer. It's Ratchet. Yeah. Um they have that type of game. So I don't know. I gotta be a piece I mean, of shit and just say if you can do Sackboy, come on. <laughs> Come on. That's if true. You, they do have Sackboy and Ratchet right now. If you can do Knack. So, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? Who, who's running this show? What's going on? What's happening? What's Maddie, wrong? What will you do if there's a Knack 3 before there's a new uh, 
Sly Cooper game. I'm okay with that, but it's just like make it make sense, man. Like, what the hell? Why, <laughs> why are you gonna do Knack again? It like I think Knack's popular probably because it's meme status. Like they're you know everyone always goes like you know Borderlands and Knack. Like they just throw it in like this bin of of games where it's like you have something really good and then there's Knack and it's like Knack two for a lot of people was like hey this is surprisingly good. Um, and I'm like okay well if we can get these types of meme status games to exist in a first party level, mind you, then I feel like. You could find a way to get Sly back. I think there would be, uh, especially because, like, dude. I mean, the the elements for cooperative gameplay are there for for team building, for um, storytelling. I mean, there's a lot of things that are kind of left open for that series that that anyone could pick up. If I knew how to make a game in full in a 3D space, like these people do i i would i would 100 percent be on making a sly cooper game that'd be amazing the thing that sucks is it's not popular enough i don't think to no one's even making a spiritual successor to sly so right we're just left to suffer you'll always be suffering maddie i know yeah. right kotor sly no cooper, well you i was gonna say kotor out. you what the you fuck? you lucked out you know we told you we said never gonna happen yeah i mean and here we are now i knew i knew you were both wrong Despite all of that, though, I can't rub it in yet until it's actually sitting there, and I could be like, "Look, the thing." It, it could still get canceled. Yeah, imagine that. It gets that would that be would, it. dude, Maddie. I would, quit. I would feel I would so quit. bad if that happened. Maddie <laughs> resigns from YouTube. He's done. He just posts a video. It just says "fuck it," yeah. and Maddie's the, the video is just him and his, and then he leaves. Yeah. Never posts again. We never hear from Maddie. 10 years from now, someone like sees him at a diner. He's got a full beard. His clothes are all ragged. Sipping on a coffee. Just like, I remember when I covered games, you're smoking a cigarette in a non-smoking building. And also when you're, when you're doing that, just like, yeah. Tell the waitress to fuck off when she tells me to put it out. Just like, ah, yeah, I've been through enough shit. Let me smoke this cigarette. You know, just yeah, really commandeer the rest of my life. Cause I lost control in gaming. Couldn't get any sequels to my favorite series. No, uh, Carrick, are you Sly Cooper guy at all? Maybe a little. Uh, just that third one, a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. Like, yeah. All right, I'll allow it. Not, not necessarily in love with it. By the way, while I was trying to fix my internet, I found something else out that I thought was interesting. Apparently, you can stream Stadia to Xbox Edge, testing huh. Discord oh. and testing stuff, and so there's video of people streaming the fucking Xbox or stream using the Edge browser and streaming Stadia to it, which I was laughing going, probably got more customers now by testing Edge browser than it does on a full new release. But Dude. yeah, back to Ratchet and Clank and, and all those platforms. I think I think Dustin Ratchet and Clank's like their n- number one. Sackboy is just a piece of shit game overall like it's not it's not it's not really worthy really of even existing i think it's fucking terrible you got astrobot which i think is a big deal to that in fact i would say astrobot seems to be a big enough deal to put it as a demo in the ps5 um, right astrobot was good yeah astrobot am i cutting out or am i now solid what happens is you we can hear you now just you'll you'll kind of talk like this you'll sound like the what's the character gladys from portal 2 you know like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know you kind of have well, that hey <laughs> okay sorry yeah i, I for some reason gpu usage is shot through the roof on my pc i'm 
apparently mining fucking Bitcoin or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue what's happening. I'm going to reboot Character this. Just there and hits a button. Yeah, I'm bored. I'm going to mine some Bitcoin <laughs> while we fucking sit here. I'm going to mine some Bitcoin. My Maddie's telling me about a GameStop employee that was giving him shit. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, oh, I would like to see it. I would actually like to see Sly Cooper more than most other platforms just because I thought the third looked like it was sort of right up my alley. All right. Next question comes from Lactose the Intolerant 869. Hey guys, I have a question here, and whoever wants to field this, feel free. I know you guys are all pretty knowledgeable, so I came here for help. I was listening to he said Marty's video. Correct Marty. that shit. Mr. Marty plays. Correct that shit. <laughs> wow. You know how this started, by the way? It started you think like the way the amount of people call me Marty as a joke, you'd think it would be like this big moment that happened. I literally posted a picture on Twitter when my channel was really small, and I fucking cracked an egg over uh, a pan and I missed like I cracked it too hard and the egg spilled out of the other side and so it's literally everywhere except the pan so I took a picture and I'm like this is hilarious and I literally posted a picture I put a typo for my name and it said Marty makes an egg and so since then people have ramped up over the course of I think seven years fucking call me Marty unreal anyway was listening to Marty's video. It's okay, it's video. okay Matthew. You'll be all right. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's I a little, you, that's a little better than Marty. Because I can't help but think of fucking SpongeBob, where he's the, Marty. I'm scared. It's like fuck. It's that just plays <sighs> in my head every time. Uh, he's watching my video on Mass Effect that I put up May sixth, and he was talking about the language they used when talking about frame rate up to sixty or up to one hundred and twenty FPS, and it got me thinking. Now let me preface this by saying I'm not really knowledgeable on this, so please tell me if this isn't a thing. Is it possible to lock a game at something between 30 and 60 FPS? If the game can't get it locked on 60, wouldn't you rather they lock it up at 50 instead of 30 if they can pull it off? I just uh, really don't like it when you're playing a game that's up to 60 FPS. Then randomly you're in a shootout and boom, it starts flying over the place, uh, hitting 60 one second and then down to 40 next. Anyway, is it possible? And would you prefer that over the variable frame rate, even if it's just hypothetical? Yes, you can, and yes, I would. Yeah. I'd love it. I would love uh, – we saw that with Resident Evil, the 45 that confused everybody. The 45 I was going to say, FPS. do you think they don't do that just because it's confusion? Like people know 30, <laughs> people know 60, and 120. And it doesn't match anything other than variable rate um, monitors. It wouldn't match it, but what happens is you would technically have the ability for that frame to be drawn, the, in, the input of any gamepad stuff. Next frame would be updated – but if you play 50, of course it's smoother than 30. Like, you can see that just by going in and capping your frame rate at, at any any software you have. You can cap the frame rate. And I've done that before capping uh, Discord, where I'm like, eh, 30 is pretty gnarly, but you cap it like 50 versus 60 because there were some issues with, uh, with the way Discord captured a video at one time. Yeah, you can do it. You wouldn't want to. I mean, overall, you would just... 30 is synced to the 30 of a, of a monitor or the half refresh rate of a monitor and 60 is again and again, but in a way you're already doing this. If you have a 60 FPS monitor and you're running at 89 FPS, you're technically not seeing those 89. You can run your media and it can say get 150 frames per second. You absolutely are not getting 150 frames per second. You're getting six or a shitty monitor 30 um so technically I've already seen that in some ways, but it's just not done it doesn't make a lot of sense right 
Yeah, and the, the only thing I'll add is that I would usually when they say up to 60 FPS, you hope that their yeah. range of variability is very low because <laughs> like if you're two? running at 60 and it, mm. there, three frames cut out here and there or whatever, it's you're not really going to notice it. Sure, if you have a keen eye, you probably can, but you know, the the problem is when people say up to 60 FPS and then you're averaging 45 with dips to 30 that's when it's bad so that's it is a problem with the terminology but like at the same time they don't want to say this is locked 60 because as soon as it hits 59 frames per second then people are like well this isn't locked Mm -hmm. and then you've got like a you know almost like a false advertising situation so which dustin don't you find it weird that companies say locked 30 all the time and it drops below 30 that happens all the fucking time by the way where somebody will say 30 locked at 30 our games locked at 30 because we couldn't hit 60 we're going 4k this was a ps4 and xbox and then it would be at 25 and you'd be like right they have no issues then why are they you know man i hate the terminology and i i agree i wish just like lock it yeah the the way this came up was because with mass effect kind of like what uh lactose said I pointed out how we've really only seen trailers for this game, and as excited as I am for Mass Effect Legendary Edition, we don't know what this game looks like running in raw gameplay, and despite what Cyberpunk did, where it sort of dismantled the idea that you could see 40 minutes of running in raw gameplay and it could come out broken. Still, with this case, I said all the ver- verbiage in the in the uh, the performance description said up to 60, up to 30, and I said we don't know exactly what this game looks like when it's actually playing we've just seen trailer snippets and i said this could be their way of saying when the game comes out and it doesn't run that well in certain uh, sections because it's possible halo master chief collection exists we've seen remaster collections come out broken um in many ways so you know i said it could be the situation where they have this fallback of like whoa we did not say locked at 60 now i i also mentioned up to 60 could mean it drops to 59 occasionally you know that that's the that's your hope but it was something I kind of warned the audience on because I'm very excited for this game, but it's based off of my knowledge of Mass Effect and the changes they're making, and we've seen a lot of those changes, but we're not seeing the actual game running. So that's what I'm very curious about. <clears throat> King Kalig's up next. Salutations, gentlemen. With the arrival of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I was wondering who are your favorite three non-romance companions and who is your preferred romance companion in the totality of Mass Effect? If you don't say Tali... I'm upset. I'm upset. If I could say that, I'm ups- unsubbing. Fuck. It doesn't have any impact now. Sorry. And secondly, less serious inquiry. What improvements from the original Mass Effect trilogy would you guys like to see in Mass Effect 4, whether it's gameplay wise or narrative wise, perhaps even the HUD and the other quality of life improvements? Finally, I bid you all the merriest, blessed, jolliest Saturday with the coruscating yeah. celestial stars glimmering with pure sparkle. Of a new ham radio podcast. Well, that's very, very well written. Um, Should we answer all of these? This is like a lot. Yeah, we can break this down real quick. Three three companions. In- let's pick one. Let's pick one. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's pick one. I just we're like three companions. Then who's your favorite? Then this. It's like man. And then times by three people. Um, Garrus. Garrus all day. He's your boy. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I'm a Garrus guy as well. I know it's a very common pick. I fucking, I, I think that is very common pick. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the number. He's so one good, pick, right? But if, you know, if, I like his voice. It's just I, I think 
I think who vibes with me the most is, is like Jack. I think Jack's fucking awesome. That would probably be my like that oh. would, that'd probably be my, my 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 outlying pick. But I, I just, you know, I remember Garrus, like when you find a Mass and Effect I, 2, you're like, you oh, guys are saying we're picking one from all the games. It's like one overarching, right? So yeah, he, he just said his question was three favorite non-romance companions. My favorite uh, romance buggy, is, uh, I, dude, is, is that talks with uh, that talks with the, he's the assassin. Oh, oh, oh why do I, uh, his name? I love that fucking dude. Uh, Thane, 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 yes, oh, is it Thane, dude? I'm a Ashley fan. I admit, I absolutely love Ashley. I like her voice. I think the voice actress's voice is older as fuck. But uh, Thane was awesome, man. Every and and some stuff that happens in three. Well, it's not a yeah, it might be a spoiler. So, you know, because people mm. might jump into this brand new. But I I love Thane a fucking lot. All right, and uh, mm. let's see here. Any improvements from the original trilogy that you'd like to see in four? I guess for me, it would be more like a continuation of what they're doing with the trilogy because they tried to change things into a more open, dynamic manner with uh, Andromeda, and I don't think it worked out well. And I think it showed how when you leave that Milky Way connection and those characters that have been established, it really hurt the game uh, for a number of reasons we can get into. But simply put, yeah, I think it's just continuing what was established there and evolving the gameplay more, which Andromeda did successfully. I thought it was really fun to play. That was really it. Yeah, I would want. I think I agree with that, Maddie. Overall, a bad person. Wait, Hmm? wait, what? Just a bad person. Just saying, just that's a bad take. You're a bad person. Oh shit! (laughs) Let's hear it. I'm ready to fight. I got my fists up. Uh, It's all right. I want to hear Dustin defend Andromeda and say it's good. Go for it. I never played Andromeda. Like that game came out. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that game came out at, at a time where I, I, I wasn't poor, but I was like, I had the game, I pre-ordered it, it came in the mail, and I knew the problems, and I thought, this is getting returned, and I'm buying something else. Oh, gotcha. So, and then I just was like, I'm not, I, I don't know, like, I know some people say it has its merits, but I don't know, I don't, I don't feel compelled to play it. Mm. So, my thing is also that I was never in comp- compelled by Andromeda, because the thing I like most about Mass Effect is that, like the the galaxy, the 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 different races, their system of government, how they all came together at the Citadel, and I want personally for me, I want more of that. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know the the Star Trek thing of going and discovering new stuff is cool, but Mass Effect's world is what's so interesting to me, the established world. Yeah. So. I want more feeling off of what, you know, right? Like that's, that's a really big strength of it. Yeah. It's been so long that like, for me, a lot of this stuff outside of some of the major beats is kind of a vague memory. So it's going to be in a lot of ways, a new experience for me, Um, especially in the DLC category. Those are things I I, I came to, I played and like a lot of them. I don't really recall strongly. So it's like, I'm just kind of in for, even as a longtime fan, uh, a pretty new experience. Cause once they, once Andromeda came out, you're like, okay, they're taking a new direction. Your mind starts to kind of like filter out pretty much what was happening in the original trilogy because it's it mattered less. And then they put it on ice, and you're thinking, all right, well, I guess this series is done for a while. And your brain just you play other stuff, you filter things out, and and now it's all coming back. So yeah, it's um it's gonna be a fun experience regardless. All right, we got three questions left, gents. Let's go for it. 
My fat cock is up next. In Maddie's re- recent Sonic 06 video, by the way, if you're listening to this, please check it out. I thought it was really funny. A lot of people liked it. He commented that a proper remake of this game could turn this train wreck into perhaps a, quote, okay, end quote, game. Is there a shit-tier game out there that you believe could be salvaged with a proper remake? Have the best weekend possible. Hmm. This would obviously be my pick because I like this game growing up. When you play it, you you can't I, – I refuse to believe that any – I don't like Sonic at all, by the way. I like Sonic Generations. That's it. Otherwise, Sonic has infinitely sucked, in my opinion. But when you fire up 06, there is this feeling of like this could have been fucking awesome because you can play as pretty much everybody. It's kind of got a Sonic adventure feel to it. There's a hub area. It just it had the right mindset, but it obviously had very flawed execution. So if I thought, hey, what if they did remake this game? I think it could be somewhat redeemable in a couple of ways. Get rid of the fucking weird uh romance arc between sonic and elise as well that borderline fucking illegal shit happening in our video game let's get rid of that um you know where sonic's like your smile that's all that i need it's like jesus i play this game has skyrocketed what's up i i I probably i said my desire to play the game has skyrocketed with you describing it so creepily oh it's it's that's the thing it is it is a situation where like, like i i was hating it but it was almost like I could have sat down and kept playing. I, I really could have at the end of the day. And once again, it's because growing up, I actually did like the game. I'll fully admit that. Like, you know, it's amazing how much stuff as a little kid. I was in sixth grade when I played it. How much you don't realize when something's a broken piece of shit. Like, you just don't know. I don't know how else to put it. Like, and, and so that's why I emphasize with certain games when I didn't like them as a kid. That's really saying something. Because there's just stuff on a technical level that goes right over your head. A game borderline not functioning or loading forever Happened to be one of them. Anyway, I'm going on way too long. For you, gents, is there a broken game that you look at and you go like, man, if we remade this, that'd be pretty neat. Or it has a chance to be decent. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Wow. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I have I think we talked about this. We talked about this months ago. I was enjoying Cyberpunk. I dropped off it because I was like, I know I'm playing the worst version of this game. And I, I would rather wait. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm being semi facetious right now. Doesn't need a proper remake. It just needs to be make. <laughs> yeah, te- technically, <laughs> just... technically fortified. <laughs> right. So it just sucks because I I think that the world of cyberpunk is so cool and it's doing a lot of cool stuff. It does, yeah. Um, it's. I think it's still like a... When I say a great game, I mean, when I played it, I thought the gameplay was fun. I thought the storytelling, the side quests, like, I thought it was all really strong. I liked it a lot. Um, it's just a shame what's happened to it on a technical level. Carrick, what about you? Right. See my video connection go bar just fucking going up and down. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm smooth at all right now. You've actually been a little a smoother couple. as of late, so... Okay. Agree with Cyberpunk. I actually think that there's a bunch of stuff I would have loved to have seen in Cyberpunk. There were a bunch of issues with it, and whatever we got is just not in the same category as like Witcher 3, which I know a lot of people wanted a Cyberpunk Witcher. So, hmm. all right, two more. Felix, check up next. Felix, yeah, he's one of my uh, one of my 
biggest supporters on Twitch. Shout Fuck out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So am I. I gifted five subs last time I was there. Shout me out. Yeah, next time. That's right. Oh. Maddie coming in. Hell yeah. I was like, D- Dustin supported the GPU fund. I had to, I had to counter support Dustin. That's right. Thank you. Of course. Good evening, gents. I'm watching footage from Diablo 2 Resurrected, and even though I'm excited about it, I'm jealous because some games from the same genre are dead, and they would benefit from a remaster like that. I would love it if a studio brought back Divine Divinity and its sequel, or even the original oh. legacy of Kane to the 21st century. Do you have any 90s RPGs of that style that you would like to see get a retouch like that? This happens to be a great week for this question because I would have picked Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance and the Champion series. One of them is now getting touched up, but I would like to see the rest with a better trophy list. That's for damn sure. Um, so my answer is kind of already out there. It's been out there, so I don't want to suck up too much more time. What about what about you two? What, uh, any games from this Divinity. genre? Divine Divinity, yeah. You, you, you lit up a little Dude, bit. That, when game you heard is, that game is fantastic. It is, I, I think it's better than the Divinity games, the, the ones that have come out. Like I, or that game, that would be mine. Um, I wasn't. I'm not. I've never been big on CRPGs, so I don't have really anything to chime in. So I'm just gonna say whatever I want, like a politician, just divert it and say I want a remake <laughs> of Star Wars Jedi Knight Two, uh, because that's a really good game. So. Sorry, remake that, that. that's my <laughs> that's just politician like deflection of like i'm gonna answer this question that you absolutely did not ask me <laughs> just because i can't <laughs> all right last question sam side quest hey guys just wondering if y'all seen the new demon slayer movie and if so what are your thoughts wow I fucking have. weeb get out of here uh go I've sam go really have you seen demon slayer at all like I watched the first episode. I thought it was fine, but everyone says that you got to, I mean, I, to be fair, I usually got to give something a few more episodes, but didn't Mm. like really hook me. So I was like, man, maybe I'll try something else. I want to go back though. People are saying this movie, here's what's intriguing to me. The movie rated R. And I know you saw it, Maddie. My wife, Holly saw it as well. And she really liked it. Dude, it's extremely good. I'm shocked that, Dustin has not seen this. I thought, I thought for sure, man. Yeah, no, this is a. I think this is um borderline must watch on an animation standpoint. I think story wise, is it doing anything super inventive or revolutionary? Probably not. But animation characters, the the development that we see specifically in the movie with certain characters, is really strong, and it kind of I think has that Attack on Titan potential to like, wow, this can be like a all timer. Like this thing can be. It, I guess I guess character died en- enough's enough <laughs> um but anyway I think it has the potential to just be an all-timer like a a like really 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 famous show for years to come if it keeps up at this rate um I think you'd like it a lot and I don't think it's a slow warm-up at all I think once you get I want to say five episodes total in there's already stuff that happens within the first three that I think is enough of a hook but I think once you're like five five to eight episodes in is when, you know, you'll know if you're going to like it or not, you know? And so I would say, give it till then. Um, because there are some arcs in this show that I thought were really good. And, uh, they do one thing. This show does extremely well is power scaling. I think the way Mm -hmm. that they handle, you think the main character is powerful and then you see someone above him do something 
and you're like, oh man, he's not even close. They do a right. really good job at balancing that. I think like better than most shows. So I would say Dustin, please, please for your boy, Maddie and your wife, more importantly, mm. give it a look. Yeah. I'm too busy watching, uh, or I was too busy watching Tomiko market, <laughs> which is a great slice of life anime about a girl uh. whose family owns a mochi shop. And there's That's a adorable. bird, a talking bird. And then there's an OVA after you watch the series. The romance was very good. Okay, we don't need to be slaying demons. We don't need to be attacking titans. We <laughs> certainly don't need to be searching for Dragon Balls or learning how to be a superhero. Okay? All we need is to be running a mochi shop and uh, hanging out with a talking bird. Okay? None of enough of your hyper masculine killing. Well, <laughs> that's fair though. I get wrapped up no, in that I'm pretty kidding. quickly. No, I do get wrapped up in that though. I know you're not talking directly to me, but like I definitely get no. pulled into like the fight, fight, fight kind of like anime tropes. Like you need good animation in battle. Like I remember, uh, I tried watching Run with the Wind. I was a right. slice of life anime about like people who are in a running club because I like to jog. So I'm like, hey. I can relate to this. It's mm. pretty good. I got like nine episodes in, but I don't know if it's just my brain. I'm like, I need stimulation right now. Like I need something to yeah. spark here. And, it, and watching it, the jogging just wasn't really doing that for me. Just like the, the hair when jogging was good, but that was really about it. For the, for the audience that may not know my anime taste as well. That was totally a joke. Like I'm the dude that was there refreshing when the new attack on Titan episodes we're we're coming out which final season part two maddie we never talked about that which is probably this is not the time or place i'm disappointed but i'm also excited because i thought that they were going to try to wrap it up too quick so yes i'm glad they're doing it right smart choice but i think they market it poorly i should say that i totally expected this to be it i was like okay last season i didn't i didn't sign up for this part one part two maybe a movie type bullshit that starts to feel a little stretched out but I'm happy they're doing it right in the terms of following the manga. You know, that's right. good. But because I think that would be bad if they ended it poorly. But disclaimer to the audience, this last 15 second clip was actually removed because I spoiled a big part of Attack on Titan season four. Now enjoy the rest of the conversation. Man, that's that, major no. spoilers. What do you think for people that haven't watched it? You think? OK, let me I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. Let me. Let me write down a timestamp here. Hold on. I'm just saying. For those who are tuning back I would have been upset. For those who are, yeah, I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. I will just say this much then. Hold on. Let me, let me make sure I get a very accurate timestamp so I know exactly where I'm removing <laughs> this. Um, okay. Hey, usually I'm pretty aware of that stuff too. I'll just say this though. There is the first half of season four, part one, that is strong. And I cannot get any more descriptive on why I think after that i don't think is really good it's very spotty and there's like a significant event that i think it got really hyped up over the community when it was a i didn't care about this person regardless so yeah you can fill in those blanks if you watch the show but i think that's vague enough um yeah enough of my shitty anime opinions enough of them sure Damn. people heard enough um all right, Dustin. I think uh, I don't know if Carrick messaged us. I think he's done for the uh, for the evening now. No, it's, I think uh, 
he was he messaged he said that it's just completely discord completely died for him okay so that's fine we were in the last two minutes anyway so i'll say goodbye for carrick thank you guys so much uh now <laughs> on to uh dustin for his outro if he's got anything else to say and we'll wrap this one up no i don't <clears throat> i don't have very much else to say other than i'll be reading your comments uh upset mm-hmm. that i defended Bob, our friend bot my best friend bobby uh you know my down the street my best friend bobby uh hope everyone has a great weekend enjoy video games i'm excited to play resident evil it's gonna be good though i don't know see maddie now you know this is the time i'm starving right now very much i even ate a a, a pretty significant snack in a peanut butter sandwich before we started recording it's as if i ate nothing at all really I'm sorry. I feel bad. Yeah, three hours, six minutes we're at right now. Let me trim down a little bit for the final product. But I ate a full sub before this, oh. so I'm pretty full. I feel. Okay. I feel. I think that's why I was pretty much vibing the whole show because I was. I was filled up, man. Like I had this prosciutto mozzarella red pepper sub. I had half while I was watching an episode of The Invincible, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to fucking have the other half right, right now. I was like, I have a podcast coming up. And yeah. uh, that might be the move, man. I, I, that was a quality sub. Tasted good. Because you've not to hold you up too much here. No. You know, there's always overpowering prosciutto where it's like very salty. And it mm. just overrides the taste of everything in your sub. That was not the case here. This was good. It was imported straight from Italy alongside the mozzarella. Yeah, I went to a nice it it was right next to the Walgreens. I, I got I got my jab. And so it was like boom. Boom. Get a nice get a nice sub for myself. That's right. Dude, so, good yeah. sub hits the spot. Just for the audience out there, don't be fucking going to Jimmy John's. Okay. None <laughs> of that. You're not you're not in elementary school. Okay. We don't eat don't eat a cold sandwich for dinner. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. And especially don't go to Subway either. That's even worse. Yeah, I went to Subway for the first time in a while, about a week and a half ago, just because like I was craving it, and then I went and had it. I, I it was something with their bread that I thought like I really liked, and I tried it again, and I didn't really like it that much. Wasn't that no. good? So I think I'm done with Subway. I'm no, rediscovering yeah. things again, like things I liked in high school. I'm like, let me try that again now. Sushi is still clicking. Subway does not click anymore. Fast food does not click anymore for the most part. So. What about Burger King, Maddie? You're oh, you're no. an art. <laughs> I didn't get there to listen so... to that part yet of Duke yet. I, I really wanted to. There were so many people writing in saying that when we read that section off, when me and Carrick were just tearing it apart, that people were in a Burger King drive-through or like listening while near a Burger King or within a Burger King. Like it was actually pretty phenomenal. To see. Dude, the problem with Burger King, <laughs> we're we're just extending out the show another three hours. Let's go. Yeah, um. Right. <laughs> problem with Burger King is that it's very dependent on the location, like to a to a huge fault. I've been to a Burger King's on like a road trip that I was like, wow, this is really good. And then other times, like specifically the there, there's now two in my hometown. There used to be just one. One in my hometown, no go. Like, do not, don't even fuck around with that because that it, it's never ever guaranteed good. bad time. Yeah, which. So there, I mean, you're only as good as your your consistency is everything. Say what you will about McDonald's, but you know what you're getting every time, whether oh, yeah. you like that or not. That's there's some merit to that. 
dude, they're consistently toasty nuggets and fries. It's a selling mm. point, 100%. When right. I was in high school, that was that was the that was the juice, man. Like that got me in the door every time. I was like, I want I want not just fast food, I want hot fast food. When they mm. gave it to me cold or warm even, like not hot and toasty, I was an upset customer because I knew it was just sitting there and it didn't taste quite right. So you're right. Consistency True. is key. True. All right. So I managed to get through this whole show without developing a fever or anything. So we'll, we'll see how I live throughout the rest of this weekend. But I'm glad I got through this. So you did it. Yeah, I did. I was a little nervous. Thank you to all of you who got through episode 302. If you got this deep, we planned out a hashtag in the middle of this show. What was it, man? This is the thing. Our show goes on for so long. Oh, it was like long floppy. It was like very clearly about penises. Yeah. Long and floppy. We'll just do that. Long and (laughs) floppy. We'll just people will think we're talking about like a dog's ears or something like that. And I'm like, oh, cute. My recommendation, if you type hashtag long and floppy and tag us, that's fine. That's what we're asking you to do. Don't click and see other people that have used that hashtag. Like, yes. don't do that. That's just something you probably don't want to do. I can imagine that's not a pretty unless show. unless you're into long and floppy. There's no problem with that. There's yeah. no problem with that. But I'm I'm just saying for me, I don't need to <laughs> click that. Hashtag. I don't need to see that. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't care who it is. I don't need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 302. And we will catch all of you next week. We'll probably talk a little bit more about Resident Evil Village. We'll talk about Mass Effect. We'll have a lot to talk about. So we hope to see you all then. And until then, be well and take good care of yourselves. See you later.